0: And welcome to the Dragon Party! Dragon Party. I'm your host, Brett Brandis, for this association, and joining me... It's gonna be my co-host. It's Eric. Tell him your name.
1: My name's Eric, and I am here to cast a spell on all of your ears. (laughs) That was really bad.
0: (laughs) It was all right. Is there a dancing spell? There is. There there you go. So we're gonna be casting dancing spells on him.
1: Dang right. Is it on my list?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. I feel like. I've done that, but without having to cast a spell in the campaign. Maybe we'll get into that. But
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, we're going to be talking about our favorite spells today in Dungeons and Dragons. We're back on that D and D episode. Woohoo! Uh, before we begin, though, we're back at the party as well. What are you going to be drinking at this party?
1: So I'm going to be drinking. Uh, this is one of my favorite breweries from Dallas. It's called the Manhattan Beer Project, and they have these like physics. Uh, Style cans. And oh, getting. that's sick! Yeah, so it's called that, particle that. collider, and it shows yeah, really the cool. uh, the. It, I, I don't know if this is the real picture of the of the collision that uh, that the Higgs boson was discovered, right? In on the LHC. So. Yeah, it's, it's all mimicked, right?
0: It's all similar, it all looks similar. probably <laughs> it's, it's a particle collision. <laughs> a, it is a collision of particles. <laughs> uh, you did your favorite brewery. So, and what I did today. Because, yeah, favorite episode. I did my favorite scotch drink here. Or one of. I, I guess I have a lot. I don't know. This one uh, was the first thing I ever loved uh, in scotch, though. It's uh, a...
1: <laughs> no, just period. just end that Period. Thing. This is the first thing I've ever this loved. The
0: first thing I've ever loved.
1: <laughs> you're like, come You're okay, I guess.
0: <laughs> but until I drank scotch, I never felt love. <laughs> so, this is it. <laughs> oh, God. That's so horrible. Um... But this was from Isla. Are you familiar with Isla Scotches? No. What that basically comes down to meaning is that they're going to use peat in their Scotch, which makes it, like, really smoky.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I know what peat is. I was trying to yeah, think of a show. But... Yeah, exactly.
0: So, so I mean, they're very, like, when you have a peated Scotch, you know that, like, it's completely different than
1: yeah, any other it Scotch. It's very, like, it. it's hard to... To describe, yeah, what it, what, what it tastes is.
0: like. I mean, some people say it tastes like rubber bands; like they get that kind of feeling from it. There's a lot of uh, different.
1: I, I, I see that. Yeah, it's very like earthy and smoky.
0: Yeah, but it's weird earthy. It's not like yeah, it's like it's like, like, it's like um, it's, like... <laughs> it's almost
1: like ashy, but not. Yeah. I don't know,
0: but anyway, this is the the Balmor 15. Uh, it's, uh, twelve is the standard. This is a little little older. As things become older, generally they're better
1: ah <laughs> yeah do you have a, do you have a favorite year length of of those kinds of like oh
0: sit around 12 is fine well for 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 Scott it's different when you go scotch and bourbon and everything because they obviously age way differently so scotch you sit at 12 years is good I like anything 10 10 to 12 this is 15 honestly as when it goes further, actually, I think it gets a little worse.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I have the same opinion. I, I know yeah. I don't drink like, that kind of stuff as much as you do, but yeah, I, I've tried like 18-year-old whiskeys and 21-year-old whiskeys. Yeah, I didn't care later. for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and even 10, I've had a lot of really great 10 years. I actually think 10 is actually a good sweet mm-hmm. spot, but they don't, they don't keep it at 10 for some reason. It's like a standard that they have. It's yeah, like they just 12. say 12. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they're like, wham, we hit 12, boom. I'm like what happened to 10 10 was yeah. good guys <laughs> it
1: goes up like by threes like i just i just realized that yeah, going three over is my the, head. yeah that's like, their
0: minimum for it yeah. to be considered scotch they and have then it's the like,
1: three but then it's like 12 then it's 15 it's not like ooh, i've had yep. a 14 yep. year scotch. yeah right
0: they don't stop at 13 they don't, yeah that not not usually and then with bourbon uh i would sit actually around three years is just fine for bourbon it's all that's all it needs is like three to six years and probably three. It's all the needs for for bourbon. That's why we can pump it out. (laughs) Yeah. You
1: get level, you get three year bourbons that you get those at level five.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, they're early level. They're early level. Uh, do we have a D and D story of the week? I missed our campaign because I was slumming away in class. But
1: yeah, what a nerd! Uh, <laughs> what did well, I
0: miss? Why don't you go over? Give yeah, them, give yeah, give the crap a little recap.
1: It's a little recap. So basically, without without getting super detailed, this was kind of it was just intended to really be a kind of a scene transition episode with a lot of like meeting new characters, a lot of yeah, role. We've had a lot
0: of. We were interrupted quite a bit before this episode, right? Because we had a... You you were on vacation for a week, and then we had a one-shot episode to celebrate us doing it for a year, which mm-hmm. we're all considering it canon at this point, because it was hilarious and I mean, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it, <was laughs> but it had good. nothing to do with the actual <laughs> campaign. You just, like, teleported us into, like, a different plane and then, like, kind of popped us back.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just like, okay, now you guys are back. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically it was just like you got to meet a whole new people, but you had to transition from, like, the war camp of, of, of some potential allies to right. a place that they wanted you to scout out. And okay. this is one of those things that just, like, I could have just said you showed up there, but I was like, all right, everyone roll a stealth check. It's kind of a group check. and. The roles were so bad. I'm like, <laughs> I have to do something.
0: <laughs> oh, because so they're they're trying to sneak up to scout this location.
1: Right. I was like, like, okay, like, you go. Just make like there. a
0: general stealth to make sure that you're like only peeking over the hill and not screaming
1: yeah you're not just going like hey i wonder what's over here (laughs) 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 hello everybody oh you're enemies wow i'm Um, an expert scout hello everyone (laughs) in my expert opinion i'm fucked (laughs) (laughs) no but it it was like your character i I forget who was playing it but your character rolled like a 22 and (laughs) the npc that i had rolled a natural 20 no one else rolled above like a six (laughs) (laughs) and there was one nat one and one modified one (laughs) (laughs) so i was like i got it i got it sorry
0: Sorry." (laughs) guys like you're you're doing something
1: wrong so yeah i literally did not even have like this is this is something that like every day i will do like you feel like you should roll for something like that even though you don't really have a plan if something's gonna go wrong so i didn't have a combat like really planned for that but it was so bad i was like i got i gotta punish you for your bad (laughs) luck so, uh-huh. fortunately, I had another comment that I just didn't use from earlier in the campaign. And I just, like, thematically Transfixed added more it people. In. And the bad rolls continued. It was oh! legendarily. Like, it shouldn't have been that big of a deal. But, holy crap. <laughs> like, one of our paladins, he did, like. Um, I, I I forget what the spell is. Uh, it, was, it adds a D4 radiant to every one of his attacks. Right. He hit. He used like a third level divine smite, so he was rolling, like seven, eight, nine. And it was against undead, so it was a double the
0: damage or whatever. <laughs> it was
1: all this damage, and he rolled like eight ones on his dice, <laughs> <laughs> or it was it was six ones, oh, but it was still like God. holy crap. And I. Wow. And, one of the creatures it it dealt necrotic damage and this attack it reduced max hit points and i critted twice on various people so this accidental combat very drastically is going to change how you guys have to approach the next situation because you guys kind of came into it fresh or i was expecting you guys to come into it fresh but now like the barbarian has minus 50 hit points off of his max and oh, can't heal them. Oh goodness.
0: All because of the necrotic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that clears after what? A long rest? Or... A long rest. Yeah. Which it sounds like we're kind of in a situation, so we're not going yeah, to be able to rest it all off like...
1: right now. Yeah. It'll, Maybe, it'll, we it'll, it'll, hut
0: Maybe we could HUD up. Maybe that's our default option. HUD up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time to HUD up, baby. <laughs> it's time to HUD up, baby. Hut
2: up or shut up? <laughs> hut up or shut up. <laughs> uh, but,
1: but yeah, I, I'm very, I'm kind of excited by it because one of the things about running high level stuff is, or at least like high, like mid high levels, is that the normal obstacles that you can put in, in front of people, in front of your player group, Sometimes right. can just be brute force just by the sheer strength of the party. Yeah. And it doesn't really, in my brain, make much sense to be like, oh, well, it just so happens all of these guys that you met when you were, like, level three one time, now they have 100 hit points. It's just like, that eh, it doesn't really make much sense.
2: <laughs>
0: right. So. Awesome. All right. Well, to, for, to preface this week, let's begin by just mentioning all of the spellcasters in D&D. Uh, I'm sure most of our spells primarily are going to work with uh, the two true spellcasting people, which is in like the sorcerer and wizards. They just have their lists are like just everything.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and the them along with the druids, they like and clerics. Those classes make up like all the spell lists and then like usually every, every other spell list kind of revolves. If, if
0: I had to tier them though I would be like Sorcerer Wizard S tier spells and then A tier would be my Cleric and Druid. I, I do yeah, agree yeah, yeah. they are also like super spell but that yeah they're just like just yeah, the exactly. step down from Sorcerer Wizard. It, yeah
1: like what you said the Sorcerer Wizard they're like their deal is they have all the spells.
0: Yeah it's right they all they do is spell they do it in a little bit different way but they mm-hmm. just I'm just Spellman yeah. <laughs> Spellman.com <Just> spellman. <laughs> Then we have the classics in the bard, uh, and then and the the warlocks. So they're known that they they have they like Mm -hmm. warlocks don't have too many spell slots, which makes them like kind of weaker as as a spellcaster. They like generally have like very minimal spell slots, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and bards have a lot of spell slots, but not like all their spells do crazy random things. Not like.
1: Yeah, they're, they're more like crowd especially. control. Yeah, they're like, they're
0: like little support buff things here and there. Um, I, I always, the way I definitely feel about the Bard at this point, because I've been playing it for a lot, is is not as much of a spellcaster, but like I am the bonus action king. I, yeah. I have, <laughs> yeah. I, j- I could, every single time, I have no shortage of bonus actions. Just everything I do, I'm like, oh, and then I'll also do this. Like, You have an action, and I'm doing something with that, and then I'm like, aha, but. But. (laughs) So your turns turns into like the, well, I'm going to figure out how to combine two random actions to do effect that I want. Your, your, Your single actions aren't strong, but if you combine your actions in a way, it, it can do some cool stuff
1: yeah and you and with bards yeah you can never like run out of stuff to do because yeah, yeah. you just there's always stuff going on
0: and you can uh, like
1: cast spells and bardic inspiration is just like super helpful in so uh-huh, many different uh-huh.
0: ways yeah nothing feels worse though when you bardic inspire people and they don't
1: use it and you're like <laughs> I can't even hear yeah what, <laughs> nothing you do, feels worse <laughs> once we do the bard thing i'll have to ask you about that because oh that,
0: nothing <laughs> like, feels worse nothing just like
1: Oh, like, but you could do it to raise your AC, and you're just like, nah, I'll save. I do, oh, I'll, I'll tell you, what, like,
0: as playing like, the bard, I've noticed that more than any other class, I feel like you just want to control other people's. Like, you are just like the mega strategist in the situation where you're like, I want you to do this. I want you to, <laughs> like, <laughs> you're just like, I'm gonna. You guys do what I say. Tell you to do, okay? <laughs> just do it. Just get, and, yeah. and then we'll win. <laughs> yeah,
1: it is. It is
0: uh, and then lastly, are two spellcasters that I, you know. Are pretty martial classes and the paladin as a melee one, and then the ranger as a ranged one. But they have spells,
1: yep. Yeah, they have spells. The yeah, the paladin spells are a lot like I just want to add different dice to my damage a lot of the time. Yeah, I but, mean,
0: they do have the super uh, lay on hands, which is
1: nuts, lay on hands, which is pretty sweet. Nuts, uh, ranger, their spells aren't super great, um, yeah, but. They have them, which is good. They have them, they have them. <laughs> and most importantly, I think they have they have one of my favorite spells. So I was gonna say I effort.
0: have them. I have one on the list too, because I, I think um, for they what have they have, too. it's it's not much, like you said. But actually, it could be pretty impactful and pretty because they're not known as the spellcaster. It could right. come as a surprise that they could even have such a major impact. Like you, you kind of only need. Oh, even some of the spellcasters, some of the most powerful stuff they can do is their concentration spells, which you can only ever have one at a time.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: sometimes you need just that ranger to like, hey, maintain that concentration spell and work gold. Like, right? <laughs> sometimes
1: yeah. it's all you need. And honestly, it's just kind of like a bonus. Like usually, right? People, right that's what I'm ranger saying. It's like they're
0: not them. known for it. Just like keep that thing going, and and you're actually a pretty strong martial class besides that. Yeah. So that's pretty helpful. All right, we are going to separate this. Uh, here's our categories. We're going to start with the cantrips. Oh, actually, I, I left before, that as, before we oh. do, I
1: just want to mention uh, two other things. We know technically um, other subclasses can allow
0: spells for to be cast. spell for spellcasting. So, sure.
1: like, like the eldritch knight. Oh, right, Rogue. yeah, we know
0: Rogue has the Arcane Trickster, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. But, but, we're just, but they just... all take spells from these core classes. Exactly. So they don't have their own spells. This mm-hmm. is, yeah, all these classes that we listed have their own spells in some shape or form. Uh, so we're, we sh- uh, sorted them into four categories. The first category is a little weaker. It's the cantrips, though, which means that they're available at all times, though, so they actually could come up more often. Because these come up in situations that are not necessarily combat. Or also if you've gone through a big long combat, they are what you would end up defaulting to a lot of the times. Right. So there's some interesting ones in there.
1: Yeah, there's some pretty there's some pretty useful ones. Like. Um Yeah, I guess I'll just get into it. Yeah, let's
0: finish this. the well, let's finish the categories. Then we're gonna go into your early levels. Uh I I have that marked down as levels one and two. First level spells and second level spells, actually, importantly. Because that means Generally, you're not getting second level spells until at least level like three or four mm-hmm. even. Uh, then we have the mid-level spells, which is everything from third level spells, which is when you start getting the more powerful spells, right at third levels, where the spells start opening up. Uh, and that's going to lead all the way to sixth level spells, which actually are pretty powerful. And then we have the max level spells, which is going to be uh, the seventh level up through the ninth level spells, which are just the most powerful spells in the game.
1: Yeah, and we're not going to talk too much about them, mostly because very rarely do campaigns get that far. Um, I was I,
0: I was speaking to you beforehand, and I, I was telling you when I was making my list, like I haven't experienced seventh level spells and beyond. I I have never once been in. I, I've done one shots where we're up there, but I have you know even then one or two of these gets cast. Like I mean, it right. just doesn't doesn't happen too often. So I have never once cast a anything above a level four spell <laughs> like ever. So, you know, most of my favorites are stuck in the early levels of stuff that I've experienced and watched and seen and, you know, mm-hmm. enjoy. So And
1: that's kind of one of the good parts about being a DM is you can like push the envelope. We like, Oh yeah. Why not, why not give this person like they're all level 10. We can, we can give them an eighth level spell. Like maybe it's <laughs> just a one level, one thing. um, but yeah, yeah, like most people don't. Maybe, maybe there's like a high level one shot people will run. Uh, we did that one time. We did it one time. Yeah. Um, but, but I played a Marshall
0: character. in it. It. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was pretty sweet, Marshall character. Um, it was. But, it was a lot of fun. But yeah, it's a lot of times they're just like these are the things that are super powerful, and you will pick them based on what campaign you are running. Right.
0: All right. Well, read off your very first cantrip. Do you? How many do you have in the cantrip category? I
1: just have two. Right, um, I have three. So have not three. much more. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I have two because these are the ones that I just really like casting. Like usually you have like one damage dealing one. Yeah. Um, but the other two I'd like to be able to use like in a variety of situations. Uh, so I have prestidigitation. Cool. Prestidigitation. It is a, uh, I guess we should read it. You create instantaneous, harmless sensory effects such as shower of sparks, puff of wind, faint musical notes, or an odor. Uh, You can light or snuff out a candle or a smart campfire. You can clean or soil an object. That's uh, no bigger than one cubic foot. You can chill, warm flavor, one cubic foot foot of non-living material. Not necessarily food, so keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can make a small mark or symbol or a small R object, uh, like a non-magic trinket. Um, and you can cast the spell multiple times and have up to three of its non-instantaneous effects active at a time, and then dismiss it. Like I just read off a bunch of different stuff, and that's kind of why I like it.
0: Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I. It's hard to use this one. I gotta say, like of all of the you know th- cantrips that do random things, this one I find rather hard to use. I actually kind of prefer like the druid craft, which does a lot of random things, and right. the uh, even the thaumaturgy, which is like the the cleric's version. I actually think you could find a little more use out of
1: those. I have flavored so many things before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you've used I'm, mostly the flavoring one
1: yes it, uh, yeah i totally agree with everything that you said this has like very little mechanical use yeah well, this
0: one's super hard to use and but find
1: anything useful. i i have fla- i said like oh uh, i'm gonna flavor that spoon to make it taste awful right before he puts it in his mouth
0: right Like what with, the, with the stuff With the other two I mentioned, like, the Amatergy, you can, like, shout really loudly. That could actually come up.
1: And I think you can, like, throw your voice, too. Like, make your voice Yeah, exactly. That's
0: what I mean. Yeah, you can chuck your voice around, and you can make sounds from different areas. You can cause, like, tremors in the ground, which is, like, that could, like, freak people out, you know? (laughs) Like, you cause uh, flames to flicker. You can also instantaneously cause an unlocked door or window to fly open or slam shut. So it's just yeah. like, you literally have a ghost in the room with this. Like that, that's kind of cool. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, one, that, that one seemed a, lot, a little more useful to me. And then yeah. Druidcraft is obviously a lo- little more naturey. Uh, you can make things like bloom like randomly and stuff, which isn't, mm-hmm. but it, uh, it's like literally the rest is like the same stuff. <laughs> it just deals a little bit more with nature.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, these, uh, cantrips, they, you actually don't use them a whole lot, other than in role playing and flavor. Mm-hmm. A lot. There's very few uses of those. Um, I I don't have any. Like as far as my favorite, because like the most useful one is is the light cantrip or dancing lights or something. Sure, like that, probably other than the damage dealing ones. Um, but those are basically just like I'm a human wizard with not dark vision. So much. yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I'll go through all three of mine. They oh, yeah. are. All, they're all three are damage abilities, like we mentioned. Like, but but they all have different flavor, which makes them really exciting. My first of which is, and I, two of them are from the druid. First is Thorn Whip. Now this one's really neat because it is one of the only spells I know of in the game that will pull something closer to you.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, because you can just whip it out and then uh, yeah, it, like, instead of it, dealing a lot of damage.
0: It doesn't do a ton of damage. It's 1d6 piercing, uh, and it'll only increase by 1d6 uh, for each uh, level you... Well, wh- when you've gone a higher level. When you're 5th level, it increases by itself. So you don't... Because there's no level spe- spell casting in cantrips. Right. It just naturally gets a little stronger. But it's never a lot of damage. Like, at 5th level, you're just doing 2d6. It's not a lot. Right. The, the important part is the pulling you get something 10 feet closer to you and it's actually done some really cool stuff in my uh campaigns one time i'll tell a quick story about thorn whip um what we were on a bridge and a guy got knocked off the bridge and this is like a bridge to your death like you will die it's a gorge and i actually thorn whipped him back up onto the bridge which was just like no one no one else had anything close to the capabilities to do this
1: yeah, the, that that's a really cool one because yeah, it, it can just do fun stuff like someone's trying to get away, you just Thor whip them.
0: I don't know how many other things in the game pull like can instantaneously grab something and pull it closer to you. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's many, but uh, there's not a lot. Here's a hand trip from the druid that can do that, and it worked. Um, so I, I've always mentioned how I like the manipulation of space during battles. I just find it really intriguing. A uh, totally different level of strategic combat thinking that we don't often get to play around with. Uh, so this is one that really plays around with that. Uh, the other druid one that I loved is, is Shillelagh. I mean, Shillelagh's amazing. Shillelagh's this one's really, good. really powerful. <laughs> and of course, you want to just like make that character that's all about just shillelagh and just going people. in there beating people up. Because this this makes uh, this is like a magic weapon, right? Enchants your weapon. Mm-hmm. You use your spell casting ability instead of using strength for attack rolls, uh, and the weapon's damage die automatically becomes a d eight. So, which is pretty good. Yeah, this this druid. I mean, this is like a cantrip. You got to remember. So this is like level mm-hmm. one. Your druid can beat face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just as good as like any one other one handed weapon. And the good thing about it is it's a bonus action. So you yep. can still get... You can so you just do it and then
0: swing it to your heart's content. And mm-hmm. then lastly, I gotta shout it out. I, in almost every category, I have my Bard spell. And this is the Vicious Mockery.
1: Vicious Mockery is top
0: <laughs> It is so good! It. I don't use it so much anymore. It definitely is stronger in early levels. It, it seems to wane later on. Especially when uh, things you're fighting have like a plus 10 to hit anyway. So giving disadvantage on them sometimes is like not worth only dealing a d4 <laughs> uh so because it, it's not about the damage it only does the, the d4 uh, and it only goes up by one d4 for like each five levels so it does not do a lot of damage and if they succeed on the wisdom save after you do this nothing happens at all so it's it's really easy to, to completely negate it which kind of stinks uh, mm-hmm. and it's not doing a lot of damage the big thing is that you get to insult something in combat. It, which is it, it hilarious. Is
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I will often make any of my players cast fishes mockery. I'm like, okay, you got insult. Yeah. <laughs> go,
0: go ahead. Throw an insult Do at what? him. Yeah. So I lo- I loved it earlier in the, in the role-playing campaign. I don't get to use it. And my goal for the rest of the campaign, is to kill something with the vicious mockery. <laughs> you
1: got close a couple times.
0: I have. I've, I was nearing nearing it, but then uh, it got taken away from me. But. Mm-hmm. So there, There's my three cantrips. I believe you have one more, then.
1: I have one more. Uh, minor Illusion. I, again, I yeah, just think okay. it's, like, super useful. Which goes hand-in-hand uh,
0: hand with, like, what you said with the prestidigitation, right? I mean, it, yeah. it's
1: kind of got that effect, but this
0: one really delves into that. Like, right, yeah. It, illusion
1: it's hard to find any... Sp- Particular instance where like a minor a minor illusion is like super helpful, but there are so many tiny ones. Like, oh, can you like describe what you look for? Like, I'm just going to create a minor illusion that this is the object that that I'm looking for. And it goes, oh yes, and now okay, and just kind of avoids a lot of hassles. It's just you can just create so many fun role playing parts. of it and that's going to be a theme among my favorite.
0: Yeah, that's fair. So the thing with these spells too, I. It is really hard to use him, right? You have to be so creative. Certain very specific situations have to come up. I mean, you just heard my one argument for why I love Thornwhip. It, someone has to fall off a bridge and then you have to save him. Like That, that is the situation in which it's useful.
1: I mean, like... But man, it saved but man, his life. I was the
0: only guy that was able to save his life, right? Yeah, it, he was dead if I didn't have... If I wasn't there standing on the bridge with Thornwhip. So, like, he was dead. So, uh, you know, th- th- that's how it goes with some of these favorite spells. Let's get on to the first level. Now we're digging into the actual spells. How many you got at first level?
1: Uh, I I have a bunch. I'm not going to talk about all of them, but okay, I, I have four. Yeah, I have a couple that are kind of. I've I have a few that are just very similar.
0: Right. I'll, I'll start if you want that. Yeah. I have four. I have four to get through. Give right. Me first.
1: Brett's first level spells.
0: Brett's first-level spells. Well, let's go right back to my bard. Uh, This isn't a bard-only spell, but this is one that I use a lot on the bard, and this is Fairy Fire. This is also a druid spell, and this is one of the most useful spells in combat ever. I love it. Nothing feels worse than a combat where all you do is roll crap and no one ever hits anybody. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's nothing worse than it. It just makes combat, like, super tedious, super annoying, Enough of that. How about we fairy about fire all of your enemies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you have advantage on everyone that fairy fire affects.
1: Uh, and it's it,
0: awesome. It's, it, I just love having it out there.
1: Yeah, the best part about it is that it scales with your the rest of your party. Like as your barbarian yeah, advantage, damage, right? then it's even more useful because it's like, right. okay, now I can get do the uh, the great weapon master. I can minus five now because I have the advantage. Alright, yep. I don't have to reckless attack or something like that.
0: Absolutely. This is one that definitely, and even more useful that maybe not, might not be thought of is that you only ever have to use a first level on it. With a lot of these spells, sometimes you want to like use your higher level spell slots to make the effect greater. Doesn't happen with Fairy Fire. You just toss out a level one and done. Like it does the effect with only a level one spell slot.
1: And, and, And that too is, it's understated how good that is at the later levels. Yeah. Because a lot of times you're going to have first and second level spell slots at the end of the day. You'll just be like, Mm -hmm. okay, after these three fights and all these encounters, I used up all my very powerful spells. um, Because like level three, you're starting into a lot of the damage dealing ones, higher level ones, you're maintaining concentration to do X, Y, Z on somebody. And then you just have a bunch of first level ones. You're like, well... I (laughs) I like
0: all my first level spells are you know, they're kinda not
1: important right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're
0: they're whatever Eric's
1: gonna say next. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I was gonna say. All right, so uh my my favorite by far first level spell is find Familiar. I think there's Ooh. a bunch of people who can cast this one. Um it's a ritual. And that's another thing about first-level spells. A lot of the most useful ones are rituals um okay so which means they it. can
0: be cast without using spell set right? right
1: um yeah so find familiar you basically get like a tiny creature to be your familiar <laughs> um and the best part about this is so you can send it along and then you can like enter its senses so you can kind of control it like a rc car um <laughs> go investigate stuff That's what they you. should call this spell. Basically, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> R- RC car. car. But I think my favorite part about it about it is you can cast touch spells <laughs> with Fine Familiar. Like through your uh, familiar.
0: the familiar can touch something.
1: Yeah. So I had okay. a I had a uh a wizard one time with Fine Familiar and it was a crab.
0: And also, you said many only wizards can do this. This is a wizard. Only.
1: Is this only a wizard one? This ah, is only sure. a wizard. It's not even a sorcerer. This is like this is only wizards. This is only this is only wizards because the best, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had this like crab, and all it would do is like, like <laughs> it would like shock and grass people. <laughs> now, did
0: you like pick a crab, and like that was it? Like you just always crab.
1: Well, first I picked a seahorse. I did not want to pick a, a useful <laughs> creature. <laughs> I
0: like crab better. Crab's good.
1: And my thing was I would ask people to watch my seahorse, and then I'd make it disappear, and then i get very mad at them for losing my seahorse. It was in a fishbowl. I was like, it's in a fishbowl. It's in a fishbowl. Lose- <laughs> how did you lose it? How did you lose my pet? It's the only thing I had left that I love, and you lost. Oh, uh, perfect. Um, But, yeah, and then I chose a crab because it has sets. <laughs> so, like, so i was like all right it's it's and like who's gonna think a crab is is crab is anything nefarious yeah. <laughs> to walk around that's great i like that yeah
0: excellent use of that spell that, that you've just given everyone so <laughs>
1: yeah find familiar is fantastic
0: well my this is my favorite of the first level spells for sure uh and this is a spell that my bard should have doesn't have and but it's quite hilarious that he doesn't have it this is, of course, speak with animals.
1: <laughs> yeah, he definitely should.
0: Swifty's, which is my bard's character's version of this, is that he likes to dress up as those animals and then try and converse with them. Do it the hard way. <laughs> uh, yeah. so at one point, our ranger decided to actually get speak with animals, and then we had a whole diff- like triangle of, like, he'll speak to them. I'll be like, no, you're doing it wrong. it was yeah, very funny. It, it was it
1: was very funny. It it was probably like 20 minute conversation in real time. <laughs> and everyone else was just like, all right, we're just along for this ride. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So this is I just love I, I love this one and then later on, I might as well group this in as well. Yeah. This is a third level spell, but it's speak with plants. Uh, I just love the like the speaking to non functioning characters in D and D. Yeah. There, like you can't do that in other games, okay?
1: Yeah. You can Just be like, oh, we're in a forest. All right, I'm gonna talk to the tree. I'm gonna tree. talk to that tree. Yeah,
0: I, I am just fascinated with that. I think I probably should play a druid for like my next character, or maybe rangers could do this as well. Like one of those two, because I've already played a bard uh, now. But like, I just love talking to everything that's around that's not a human. <laughs> it's just yeah. like you never know. It's and hilarious.
1: The uh, my DM prep is very different when somebody has speak with X in them. Yeah. I was going to say,
0: this is also very DM dependent. These two spells
1: for sure. Exactly. Because sometimes it's just like, okay, what? Like, okay, you're going to speak to this. uh, You're going to speak to this squirrel. It's like, okay, (laughs) does the squirrel know anything? (laughs) Yeah.
0: What is the squirrel going to
1: do? Squirrels have like a very low intelligence. So it's like, like realistically, (laughs) it's kind of like, it's okay, just trying squirrel. to find
0: nuts, right? It's yeah, not like actually paying attention dead, yeah. to anything around him.
1: It's like, hey, did someone go by? Like, I was over there 20 <laughs> minutes ago. And that's as far as my brain allows me to remember. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I have very short-term memory. It's like yeah. talking to a goldfish.
1: <laughs> yeah, and what, one of my spells for third level speak with dead. because that And that is a little more... Okay, you prep that's that a little more useful.
0: Yeah, Usually yeah. the
1: dead person is there, and I know it's like, yeah. okay, what would that do? They,
0: they have some memories, but can't go beyond their memories. It's right. very... Interesting, like they can't think beyond what is past, exactly, which is an interesting way to play it as well. So, that, yeah, that is another good one to, to rope into that discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is another first level that you've enjoyed?
1: Um, so look, this is like my vice first level spell,
0: <laughs> what it's is that not
1: good. It has, I believe, never worked out the way wow. I imagine. Okay, but. God damn it. I'm always going to take You always try to use it.
0: <laughs> fog Cloud. Hey, uh, it worked pretty well for our ranger.
1: K- kind of. We had...
0: We had sir, uh, yeah, that's true. It's true. It's true. Because we no had one some could see it. Yeah, yeah. We had some fights where it did end up being rather useful. I, there was one fight in particular I remember. We caught... I think he caught like three enemies and then our barbarian in the cloud. And I was like half in the cloud, so I, I like made it out of the cloud pretty easily. And then, like, chaos ensued with like, like in the cloud what was, inside, was crazy. Yeah, what was inside was just like nonsense. But it actually helped out. I mean, it saved us a lot of damage because of what was like
1: in it's there. Every, everyone rolls with disadvantage all the <laughs> time. They just go all different directions. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, it's got to be used in like a very specific scenario. Uh, again, these are like, yeah. like, like we mentioned with like Thorn it's got to be like, no, we needed. The fog cloud cover, and, like, we all knew which direction we were running, and then yeah. nothing else was happening. <laughs> yeah.
1: You always imagine, like, and this is the kind of a funny thing with just picking spells in general, is sometimes you think a spell is going to work out really well, but you're only thinking about the specific situation. Is like, oh, wouldn't yeah. it be great if we're running away, like, in a tunnel or a room, and I can just cast fog cloud behind me, so now we have, like, a full like turn to hide or prepare or something. And they don't know where we are and they can't shoot through it because they have disadvantage or can't see us. And then usually ends up being like this room's 20, 20 feet wide fog. Cloud's a 20 foot radius. So it's like, does everyone want to be blind? (laughs) (laughs) And then usually other people are like, no, I don't want, I want to be able to do my thing.
0: Or I feel like another, another way that these things come about, that someone would take fog cloud is like, that the scenario has already happened, where you're like, "Wouldn't it have been perfect if we had fog cloud in this <laughs> scenario?" And then you're like, "Yes," and then you end up taking it, and it and never it happens never again. Works. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: exactly, like, yeah, it exactly would have
0: been nice if we had it then. Now we don't need it. So now we're in
1: open field. People are like, I'm just going to move and then shoot. <laughs> I
0: have definitely felt that about like my spell list for a while now, where I'm looking at my spell list. I'm like, wow, I haven't used that thing in like six levels time. now yeah like at least six episodes it's never come up useful um uh the rest of mine are are again combat related i guess a lot of mine are combat focused because they, they some of them just end up being pretty useful like i mm-hmm. they're not all like just fi- it's not fireball right <laughs> that's not on my list but i have like absorb elements Ooh, which yeah. I've just always Ooh. wish I had.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, this one—it's one, it's really it's a reactionary spell, which is actually quite important because you don't reactions are things you don't actually get to use up a lot of.
1: Especially as spellcasters, if you're away from the fight, so you don't really attacks yeah. like a whole lot.
0: Yep, spellcasting does not uh, get used up a lot. Uh, reaction spells when you're like a <clears throat> say a bard. For example, uh, they, they don't have access to this. I wish they did. Uh, <laughs> this reaction allows you to have resistance, and this is what I like most about it, is that you don't have to like pre-choose what effect. It's just like right. anything, any well, not any elemental. They have acid, cold, fire, lightning, or thunder. Those are the ones it's limited to, but pretty broad, and most of the things that you're going to encounter. And having resistance against them, that's literally half damage.
1: Yeah, it, it is... <laughs> Yeah, and you can just picture like oh the 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 dragon is breathing fire on you or something and then yeah, you make your save I, and then you use your reaction to do this and now that's what would have been 30 damage is now 7.
0: God, it's it's insane. It's just so I just wish I always had this at my like I, it feels really bad taking 30 damage,
1: right? That's right, yeah. horrible.
0: Taking 15? I might be able to stomach that. Like yeah, yeah I can I can all right, I'd be like all right.
1: And and we were talking we were just talking about sometimes in later levels your first level spell slots are loose so you can be like all right yeah, yeah You don't this feel is another bad about- one right yeah
0: this is another one that it's like it's just yeah it, you it, just leave it there at first level now if you use it at second level or higher uh you get an increase of 1d6 for your melee attack It has to be a melee attack unfortunately which oh, yeah, isn't I mean, going to be as be useful because this yeah. is a lot yeah and you get to actually use that as a d6 damage of the element you absorbed could come up uh, probably yeah. better off used. It's just yeah, it's just free resistance at level one. It's just yeah, yeah, just so useful. So that that was one one of mine. I have one left. Do you have another? Another to?
1: Yeah, these these are combo like detect magic or identify.
0: Yeah, those are
1: just you have to.
0: have, They're Someone, just, has, to have someone has to have them. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about those in a, in all of our character ones, and we're going to continue talking about them in any of our character ones because yeah, we just generally as and as are like default option we're just like yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> just someone have it and their rituals please... so
1: you don't even need to prepare
0: them yep uh the last one i have is the ranger one for the day the ranger specific one this is the ensnaring strike Ooh, that's a good one yeah i just i love again it's, it's it's one of those crowd control effects and all you have i mean it's a concentration but sometimes it just takes that ranger to be like i'm gonna hold that guy in place and all of a sudden like the the fight continues, right? Like, it can save someone's life by restraining um, a creature. Now, a larger, larger, which is the bosses, uh, they have advantage against these.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So it's not as useful in a boss fight anyway, though, because the boss generally has, like, free reign of, like, what's happening and, like, who they're going to (laughs) destroy. So (laughs) that's not really the situations in which this will help. But the fights where there's, like, 10 of them and you're just, like, overwhelmed and you just got to keep one restrained for a bit. Oh yeah. So it adds some damage and restrains something. They have to like do a strength check. Uh if they fail, they just sit there, which is big.
1: Yeah, and especially in the early games, like the, the bosses or like the bandit captains, they're not they're just medium creatures. So it works just go. as well. It's like, all right, I'm yep. gonna kill the hobgoblin and just destroy all the regular goblins and now we can just gang up on you.
0: Yep, so I just find this one, like, anything that has, like, a crowd-controlling effect, that's almost, like, I consider this, because it's, like, that range of class, almost free, right? It's just, like, a free, like, yep. you just took someone out of a turn just because you, like, shot them once. Like,
1: yeah, that, exactly.
0: That's insane!
1: <laughs> that's insane! That's a <laughs> really like, oh, a normal thing, but also...
0: Yeah, so this is, like, it's just a bonus action spell at first level. It's like, whoa, you just, like, took someone out of a whole turn. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: All right, so we're gonna move on to second levels now.
0: Let's do it. I got I, a lot here. This is this is where I pick it up, man. This right. is second levels,
1: my shit. I don't have too many. Oh, okay. Um, I but, gotta start so, pushing through mine then. <laughs> so, okay, I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just uh, deal with mine. I have one is like is definitely my favorite. It's Misty Step.
0: Oh yeah, that's on my list. So we might as well talk about it. Yep. Yeah,
1: just being able as a spellcaster class to move around the battlefield as a bonus action is just huge
0: yeah so. it's it's so useful i've i've used it uh also level uh, 3d space is not generally utilized in DD uh to its fullest potential but mm-hmm. there's a difference between being down on the ground or up on the balcony no one can just get there and swing at you if you're up on a balcony <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, misty step can get you up higher so right. it, it's something that uh, yeah you've really got you can use really effectively it's not just i teleport 30 feet away from them and then they just run up to you
1: and then yeah yeah. Yeah,
0: it's like no you can like get above them and then they can't get to you then (laughs) i've used it to like cross a bridge too that was down i like just like well i'll miss step across the gorge yeah it 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 really comes in handy
1: yeah and you're that falling off a bridge scenario too. Yeah, you just missy stuff. <laughs> uh, and y- since it's a bonus action, you can still like cast a cantrip. You can still do things because there's tons of stuff that come up in situations where you need to use like, okay, I want to give this person a health potion who is down. Oh, that's an action. Okay, but now I, I, what am I going to do with the bonus action to the spellcaster? Like you have almost no bonus action spells. That actually matter. It was like, okay, now you can Missy Step away, or, or up, or down, or whatever. And you and if your movement's 30, that means you can move 90 feet in one turn, which is like, again, pretty big if you're just trying to like catch somebody. There's just tons of in and out of there, combat utility what's... for Missy Step. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Uh, my second one is Silence. Ooh. Um, this I love using to counter other spellcasters, because usually spells will have that V under components with verbal so they have to be able to uh, speak. So, if the if a spell uh, needs the verbal component and they're in this sphere of silence and they can't cast the spell.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's something I think passes by a lot of people cuz I didn't actually ever look to yeah. really utilize this but yeah you, you don't think about that and that's actually quite important yeah spellcasters are again later in the game some of the strongest enemies you'll face if you could shut down some of their powerful spells that might be like just game changing right there. yeah
1: exactly yeah it, it it can just be really big and if if they don't realize that they're in the the sphere of silence, I mean that's that's pretty damn dependent to because you're obviously you second cast yeah on, I mean but like there's no there's no stops to if you did notice it yeah so they can like yeah I don't but it's it's just one of those things that it will come up and be like okay I'm going kind to of silence on this 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 wizard as he's being grappled by our fighter and now they can't cast spells and it's just like, yeah okay.
0: Well, I'll do my quick bard shout-out. Uh, we mentioned it in the the beginning as a joke, but Tiny Hut has been just incredible. Like the
1: most powerful spells.
0: <laughs> That's second level, uh, and it's it's nutty, uh, or is it third level? I'm sorry, it might be third level. I think it's third level. Okay, then I and I yeah, it's third level. Never mind. Back to the second levels. <laughs> That's on my third level. Um, From the future. <laughs> yeah. Well, then here's my second level shout out. Uh, This is one that I grabbed. It was in the scenario where something happened and we were like, wouldn't it be useful if we had this? And I was like, yes, it would be useful. So I picked up the spell knock and I have used it probably every episode since then.
1: Yeah, we don't have like any rogues or anybody with thieves tools. So it's like, it's locked. I knock it. Not I'm not, not yeah, I cast
0: knock, yeah. It is the most useful spell in the game by far. It unlocks anything. And I'm now I'm just like I can't live without knock at this point. How do people how do campaigns how did, not have knock?
1: How do they survive without yeah. knock?
0: Now I've also used it which this was hilarious. You actually ended up casting a spell on someone's belt to make it immovable.
1: Yeah. So I, that they I could favorite instance of God.
0: So that they couldn't move. Well, I cast knock on their belt to unlock their belt. Their so belt that cycle, they yeah. can remove it and then continue fighting. Uh,
1: yeah, I cast a movable object on somebody's belt. So they couldn't yeah, they couldn't move. They can still swing their arms and do stuff, but I said like, okay, the belt is is it's weighs less. I was like, all right, that's what I'm going to do. And then they were like, all right, I guess knock on the bell. I was like, yeah, that's hilarious.
0: Yeah, it unlocks the bell. <laughs> it
1: unlocks the bell. I was like, all right, you can now, be, I think I made him make a strength check to get out of the bell or something. wiggle but, out of it, yeah. Yeah, but still, I was like, all right, there. And the bell was just hanging there in midair. <laughs> yes.
0: Awesome. So, uh, yeah, I, that story has to be told. It was what, uh, That's why the spell's here. But, n- yeah, now I can't imagine a scenario not having knock
1: um, it, it, it is very useful, especially because I think there's like something about a locked door that you're like, this is yeah. locked because there's very there's obstacle because somebody's something's behind that. And then failing on the check, you're just like, oh, I missed out on something. But now a knock is just like, all right. Oh.
0: There's also, if someone doesn't have like the thaumaturgy too, it also is something that makes a really loud noise if you need that. I mean, you could generally do that with, with kind of anything. I throw mm. a rock at a blank wall. Yeah. Should make a loud enough noise, but yeah, if you need loudness to happen. You can do th-
1: that, yeah. Can, yeah, it. Yeah, it might be useful. You know, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because I I didn't think about it as an upside. I always thought it was like, oh, yeah, it's Yeah, like here. So it'll
0: warn someone of something. Yeah,
1: like so people can't take that and and stealthily open every single door. Oh,
0: sometimes you need that distraction. Yeah, sometimes. It'll turn heads. A big loud noise coming from over there. Uh, that could be I I yeah, I definitely look at it as like oh, that's like a distractionary thing. Like I can make everyone look at a giant loud noise that happened behind them.
1: (laughs) I wonder, it'll be funny if that ever comes up and I'll be like, if you need to target a door that's closed, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I think I can just hit any objects, right? I, I think, think knock so too, is just yeah. like yeah. You just you just like point and it, it knocks. <laughs> like
1: yeah, sure. If you want to try and yeah, open that? I, I wouldn't actually do that too, but I like the scenario. They're like, I need to guess knock at something. <laughs> I guess we'll a, a, like a closed <laughs> bag of chips or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Someone
1: close your backpack quick! <laughs> what? Oh, I'm kicking the straps. closed. <laughs>
0: Got you. you gotta close it. You gotta close. The back <laughs> is it zipper uh, side? I don't know. You know what? I'm locking your belt again just for that. <laughs> I'm Give me a your belt's big. coming off, exactly.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, I'm just gonna start pantsing people with knock just like, <laughs> walking bang. through town. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I'll, I'll continue busting through the rest of my second levels then. Um, this one is one I really would love a chance to use. Um, it gives Sorcerers and Wizards and Artificers. is another uh, class we didn't talk about. It's not part of the original thing. It's like an extra one. Uh, mm-hmm. They have access to a lot of the things Sorcerers and Wizards do. Uh, uh, they're just a fancy class. I think from Santa Or Tash's? I think Tash's invented it. Some, some other 5e yeah, property in- invented it.
1: It was in like Unearthed Arcana. It was a, it was a it was a pretty popular class for a while. But I yeah, it was probably Tasha's or I think it was book that came yep. out.
0: Uh, anyway, this spell is the Alter Self. Ooh. It kind of gives you like a shapeshifting ability that I didn't know about. I mean, I thought like you know druids are the classic shapeshifters. So I think Alter Self
1: is in the regular book too. It is yeah, that doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. I was saying, artific- I was like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Wizards and I, sorcerers I can do
0: it. Uh, artificers are the other class that can do it. So it's yeah, it's, I, I it's caught, it's caught on that. And I was like, Yeah, people <laughs> can do that. It's only <laughs> yeah,
1: artificers.
0: No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so th- this allows you to shapeshift. Essentially, you can shapeshift into a, an aquatic being. You'll sprout gills. You'll get water breathing. Which water mm-hmm. breathing is like a like, third-level spell, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, it's a high-level spell.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like this just gives you a second-level spell. You just kind of become a little fish. Uh, your, your swimming speed is equal to your walking speed, so it's not like you're super swimmy, but mm-hmm. you have water breathing, and you're like you're, you're an aquatic thing, and you have gills. Uh, you can change your appearance into anything you'd like, except, uh, you know... It says you can change your height, weight, facial features, the sound of your voice, but you're gonna... You're not going to be a different size.
1: Yeah, there's some. So basically, <laughs> which is you, like, how do you
0: change your height and not be a different size?
1: So, be, or it just means uh, like the mechanical size. So you can't go from a, a medium creature to a huge. You can't change yourself into like okay a creature that's forty feet tall. That's basically
0: so. What you but mean. you can go from five foot to six foot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. so as yeah, as long as it's normal. But and, yeah, with, like look, cause any is any race.
1: A, yeah, so th- this is this is also kind of the fun thing about D and D. Sorry I interrupted you, but mm-hmm. uh like I think they intentionally left this pretty vague. Yeah. About, like how much taller, like if I'm a halfling, I right. if this, like if I'm a tall halfling, maybe I can get away with it. But if I'm like size small, can I appear as like a short human or something? I don't know. But right. this is up to kind of your DM. It
0: does state you can't go from bipedal to quadrupedal with this. So you can't, like, you can't shapeshift. They had to be like,
1: yeah. you
0: shapeshift, but you can't shapeshift. But it's you like, can't okay, turn but into can, a horse.
1: But I can kind right of away. shapeshift.
0: Uh, yeah, so it's like a shapeshifting ability, but it's but it's like the it's like the trickster version of shapeshifting, which I find intriguing. I mean, this is still incredibly useful. Um, the last part you can get is the natural weapons, which is like, allows you to grow fangs or claws or something. And allows your unarmed strikes to deal 1d6. And then you also get plus 1 To attack and damage rolls by swinging with this unarmed strike that could come up.
1: Yeah, if if you're this is one of those spells that if you're in the very specific campaign this could be like one of the most powerful spells. (laughs) Yeah, I imagine like a campaign that's based on like deception and political intrigue, and you're trying to like cozy up with certain political groups in the city where there's not maybe too much reason to cast fireball. You're just like. Okay, I'm like a super spy now because I can't. Yeah, just which change is so
0: interesting that like all you had character. to do was take one spell to do all that, right? Like, yeah. it's like changed your character. You went from being just a wizard to like the master spy with a single exactly. spell, <laughs> which was Alter Self. Like, I just find that fascinating.
1: It is. It you is just so added cool.
0: a whole thing to your class by taking a single spell you are now like the ultimate trickster. I just like, I'm just like,
1: wow, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, This is really, really cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Next one we'll talk about, which I I didn't notice. This was my favorite until we did now what? Three character builds. And I've already included it in two of them. Mirror image is just like quickly becoming, I think the most powerful thing I've seen in combat. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) like, I'm just like, wow, this is so strong. You make (laughs) three images of yourself. And then any time a creature tries to attack you, they have to roll a twenty. They have to roll uh, a six or higher to attack. Uh, if they roll a six or higher, wait, sorry, you have
1: six, yeah six or higher, then they attack one of the duplicates. A duplicate,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, uh, it, once they have two duplicates, eight or higher attacks a duplicate. If only one duplicate's out, eleven or higher attacks a duplicate. So I mean, it's just like it's so likely that they're just going to keep hitting duplicates. Yeah, and you like you never take damage,
1: and it. Because the like their attack modifier isn't isn't added to this or anything, so it's and they basically still, like way better than disadvantage on the on their attack. It's
0: nuts, and not only that, it, they still have to hit the duplicate to make it disappear, which they have. A, I mean, their AC is not crazy high, but they still have to hit it. So it's a They're ten plus hit. Dex mod, and if they don't hit it. That duplicate lasts. So it's just like, wow. I mean, this is and really, and it's not concentration. It's not concentration. <laughs> which,
1: this is the thing that always is the, is the exception to the rule. i like, uh, usually I tell players like, Oh, usually if there's a lasting effect, right. something happens over multiple turns and it's concentration spell, but then there's this spell. And you're just like, that, uh, unreal.
0: <laughs> unreal. I just, I want this spell now. This just, just seems insane. Yeah. yeah. I just, I'm loving it. It just image. seems
1: so useful.
0: Uh, And lastly, it's a druid spell. The Moonbeam. The Moonbeam. The (laughs) Moonbeam. This is a 5-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder. I don't know why it's so tall. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) How tall? How how high up is it? 45 feet. Damn. (laughs)
0: Um, When a creature enters the spell's area for the first time, or when it starts their turn there, they're engulfed in a ghostly flame that causes searing pain uh, they must make a con save, or it takes two d10 radiant damage, which is pretty strong, or half as much on a successful one. And this moon just moonbeam just sits there. So if they keep starting their turn there for some reason, they're gonna keep getting clobbered by this. Yeah, thing. this
1: is this is like fantastic. Because you know, like like you said about the uh, the ensnaring strike. Yeah, can keep them there.
0: It keep them there, and then they'll, they'll just take massive moonbeam damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could also move the beam uh 60 feet in any direction, but it does use up an action. Uh which makes sense. I, I wish it didn't. I wish it used like a bonus action to move it. Mm-hmm. Uh but you gotta figure you're then putting it probably you're basically centered like on something. Yeah, yeah, and then you're doing the damage because if they start yeah. their turn there, which they will, it'll deal the damage. Uh and then of course this increases by 1d10 for each spell slot above second level. So I mean, it gets it's strong. It's strong. Yeah, this it thing strong. when you cast it up there, I mean what if you cast it at ninth level you're doing, what, like 90-10? Nine, like you could do 90 damage. I could. You're probably never going to hit Yeah, and that the is Very, very unlikely. But yeah, that's strong! That's, that's, that's strong. Power. So I, I like Moonbeam a lot. It's only a Druid, so I don't get to do it much. But.
1: Oh, I think I just want to shout out one other spell before we move on. Go for uh, Pass Without Trace.
0: Yeah, very useful. Spell. For the whole campaign,
1: very useful. Plus ten. <laughs> this is another, yeah, like Fairy Fire, We're just like, it just... It just basically will end up guaranteeing passing on stealth checks, which yeah. <laughs> even as a DM, like I, there is some things where I'm like, ooh, I hope they, I hope they miss this, so I can make this cool surprise attack. But a lot <laughs> of times on stealth checks, I'm just like, I don't really have anything it if they fail. <laughs> just just <laughs> like, literally like what happened. So I'm just like, yeah, totally okay if you pass this.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're like, yeah, I want you to be stealthy. At the yeah, can you guys? And it's that is one thing in D I think they might have made too hard. Like stealth is really hard in D anD D. It is right. I mean, like yeah. people have Like I want to do this, okay? Stealth check. I want to do this now. Stealth check again. You're like ah, like yeah. I did one, and you're just like yeah, but you're doing something right. different now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like all right, yeah, but on your side. so you're like operating differently.
0: Yeah, um, it's it's they it, it made stealth really hard to be sneaky in D anD D. And if you're wearing heavy
1: armor, you just automatically... Yeah, you have
0: disadvantage at all times. Yeah, it's just, it's tough to be stealthy. When you're traveling with a party, stealth is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Bottom line.
1: Extremely hard, yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, let's get into the third level spells. Now we're starting getting into those, this is where I started off like the mid-level spells. I think third level's where it starts getting a little more interesting. These spells actually become impactful. Not to say that second and under was not impactful. We talked about some pretty impactful stuff.
1: (laughs) It just feels differently.
0: Yeah, just like when you cast one of these, you're like, oh man, like wham, like that just did
1: this. (laughs) In third level, uh, neither of us, I think, have fireball in our list of third level spells. But like, this is, that's like the best This is the fireball level, right? yeah, yeah. a lot of Perfect times...
0: Perfect way to describe third level, right? Yeah. Like, this is fireball level, okay? This is, fire-
1: this, is, this is this is where we hit the signatures. Things are getting serious. And a lot of times in combat, fireball is the benchmark where you're like, mm, is this going to be as impactful as me dealing 30 <laughs> damage <laughs> to To everything.
0: To everything around. Why don't you kick it off? What do you got?
1: All right. So I already kind of talked about one with the Speak With Dead. Yeah, yeah. Like that, so... uh I'll, I had to speak with plants,
0: out. so we'll surpass that.
1: Mm-hmm. I think uh, one of my favorite third-level spells, which I think is probably more impactful at later levels, too, is the slow spell.
0: Oh, um, yes. Yeah, that is... a That one I noticed, and, like, the first thing I noticed is, like, how strong that's going to be against a boss fight.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, because... I'll, so it does a bunch of stuff, so I'll I'll describe it. So an effective target... So it's a... Um, And then a 40-foot cube, you can choose six creatures, and they all have to make a save, a wisdom save. And an effective target speed is halved. It takes a minus two penalty to AC and dexterity saving throws. Talking about fireball. Uh, And it can't use reactions. That's huge. And it on its turn, it can either use an action or bonus action, but not both.
0: <laughs> not both. Oh my god! And just re- like skunks, your boss man, just skunks them. Oh,
1: and then this is this is the big part. Regardless of the creature's ability or magic items, it can't make more than one melee or range attack oh
0: during its turn. God. It just skunks. Yeah. So a some boss.
1: creatures would be like, "Oh, I attack four times, but they all like don't do. Whole, they do like four four attacks. They each do a d twelve. It's like now one." And now I can run up to you, hit you, leave without taking opportunity attack. And you only have now like a 30-foot movement speed, and I have a 40, so you can never hit me.
0: You didn't even finish the last part, which is still so good.
1: Uh, If the creature attempts to cast a spell with a casting time (laughs) of one action, roll a d20. On an 11 or higher, uh, the spell doesn't take effect until the creature's next turn. And the creature must (laughs) use its action to complete the spell.
0: Oh my god!
1: If it can't, the spell is wasted. <laughs> so basically, they have to spend two turns to cast the spell. Oh
0: my! This just goodness. does like
1: everything that you. It's like, is this boss scary? Slow. All right, it's not super scary anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, now it's kind of just weak. Yeah. Uh, you also gave it a minus two to AC, like permanent, while it's there. Like exactly. it, this is. Crazy,
1: yeah. There's so many. Like, and you don't understand how annoying it is until you've been put underneath the slow spell. You're just like, wait, what this can I do? Like, oh, do I get nothing. a? T-? No, it can't. What's my speed? Fifteen. I can't reach. him. Yeah, my what AC is thirteen
0: do? now. You can't do anything until you pass the wisdom save. Okay, <laughs> you're mm. you're just go pass a wisdom save, or you're uh... then you'll be fine but Uh, until then
1: you can't do anything (laughs) yep well i
0: already gave oh sorry go ahead
1: i was gonna say and like we talk about other spells leveling with your players this spell levels to whatever the boss is yep
0: (laughs) yeah it's just always gonna affect it i mean yeah if he saves it does nothing right with a lot of spells
1: right yeah that's true
0: the save is just the important most important part you save okay just nothing happens which sucks it you feel like you wasted your turn but what could have happened would have been really
1: overpowered. So, exactly,
0: it's why you cast it. It's it's why you have to take the gamble. It's D and D is is normally a gamble. It's the whole point of the D twenty.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and it, it wouldn't be nearly as fun if all your spells. Yeah, if always it always hit.
0: affected him, right? Yeah, if slow always slowed him. Boy, we'd be fighting. We'd never be fighting anything. <laughs>
1: exactly, because then all your all the DM's monsters then that also always <laughs> and then yeah. it'd be like all right, slow first off. Because everyone yep. gets slowed and then all right now
0: yeah right now we can fight uh, i i'll give my shout out for the the bard shout out bard shout out uh <laughs> we already told, talked about the tiny hut uh now it comes up at third level uh this is the 10 foot dome that. The, the odd thing is that you can't leave the dome. Everyone else can, and comes and they can, <laughs> yeah. they can
1: leave and but come if back. If you leave the you dome, can't. forget about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, I, the spell literally ends if you leave the dome, which is hilarious. Uh, so we have to actually keep that in note. But it keeps the party safe at night, which is fun. Uh, you can use it to a good effect unless your dm's an ass and i don't know like sends an insect up through your tiny hut <laughs> not like they'll ever do that but yeah you know.
1: who would have that would be uh that would just be the worst right
0: <laughs> like if you had
1: an here's how i dumb. feel about
0: here's how i feel about your tiny hut <laughs> <laughs> giant fire lizard does through the ground
1: to the bottom does it <laughs>
0: Uh, anyway, but it's super useful, even so, even with a, an ass of a DM. Uh, <laughs> cool. uh, the other shout-out for the Bard has got to be Hypnotic Pattern,
1: man. Oh, yeah.
0: This thing is just... It, it is the crowd control spell. This thing's got 120 feet of uh, range, for, but a 30-foot cube once it's out there. Concentration for up to a minute, but it literally just incapacitates everything that doesn't save on a Wisdom. Just charms them all, but it charms them to be completely incapacitated, at speed of zero.
1: Yep, and that's a big difference. It's insane. Dude. It's so. And powerful. there's no saves. I think at the end of each of their turns,
0: there's no save. They have to be shooken awake. They they can be shaken if they take damage or if they're shaken awake. So hmm. someone has to literally use an action to snap them out of it. So you'll you're even stopping a turn of something else that didn't get stunned. Exactly. <laughs> like right. that's the worst thing that could happen. That's pretty good,
1: yeah and and I kind of like that because it definitely puts that spell in the player's favor because usually yes. monsters if if they're like that's not they're not really gonna shake the other monster awake a lot of the time, no, unless they have a really high intelligence but but if some someone does that to you then. Yeah, you can just be like, "All right, I'm gonna shake, you shake you." Yeah, awake, I'll just shake empty.
0: them awake, and then we'll do it, and then there we go. We'll just move on. I mean, we had to waste our turn, but yeah, you're not, you're incapacitated. Someone has to do it. I mean, you literally can't move and do anything. So yeah, it's such a strong spell. You could use it. Uh, you could use it to paralyze role playing wise too. Don't don't think that this is combat only. You can a uh, guard keeping you from getting in the castle. You,
1: oh, and all of a sudden you you just throw some quilting patterns at them, and then yeah, and then they are
0: stunned and they will not do anything. I think it's up to an hour. Is it up to an hour? Let me check real quick on that. While you talk about your next one,
1: well, I it's was up gonna to a minute. So okay, minute, so it just yeah. stuns them
0: when. But I I don't think they know they're charmed. Importantly. You know how like most of those charm spells are like, you know, they know they at the end, they knew they were charmed. It does not say that with hypnotic patterns, So I guess it's up to the DM to be yeah. like, they knew that they were just charmed I, by I you. I think
1: they, they would know that they were incapacitated. Yeah,
0: but they so don't they know who did it. it. I mean, all they but, see is pretty patterns. Yeah. And then like, I mean, it's like being hypnotized. So a lot of times people are awoken from hip being hypnotized. They didn't really they're know like, what? Yeah, they're yeah not they're not really they are not be kind
1: of past or something. No, it's yeah, it more like that.
0: that. Yeah, yeah. It's like they really didn't know. They, they won't be like outwardly aggressive towards what just happened. They so yeah, probably are just like, whoa.
1: Stuff like friends, yeah. They say like, okay, and they know they're being charmed. Yeah, and they know they too. were
0: charmed. Right,
1: right, right. Uh I think my my next spell, they all kind of fall under this, like, the summon X, Ooh, like okay. summon yeah. Woodland, what are you summoning this time? Yeah, what do you summon And this is like one of the there's a lot of spells that are bad for DMs but great for players <laughs> because, <laughs> because the player's handbook is so stupid because like the DM will have the player or it will have the mm. statistics for this monster.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like I don't know what lesser demon that is. Like now i are right. so yeah, you just choosing
0: any random demon. Yeah, it's not like they have the demons prepared
1: yeah but that's actually one of the nice things about online play is then i can just tell people to look it up like this is this is the name of the creature you, you can look it up and then you can control it rather than just being like all right what like okay i want to attack with my earth elemental or like with the some woodland uh, creatures or whatever the third level variants are, uh, of such are and it's like what is the attack like is it two attacks what's the plus to hit it what what are the dice again <laughs> what's its movement I guess what is it they see? When is it going to die? It's just like you figured out. What what is
0: this? The the spell of summon lesser demons.
1: Uh yeah, summon lesser what, lesser, lesser demons? demons. There's also like Probably. summon undead. Okay,
0: so all of them. you're just including any any of the summons. All the summons
1: <laughs> But it it's it's actually really good. And I but I don't see too many people do it because I think they look at the challenge ratings that they can summon and just being like, oh these these creatures are so weak. They only have like 15 hit points. But like. If if the boss chooses to use an action to strike at the thing, that's one less time it's going to hit you.
0: Right, right. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, next one I got. This one, when I said it lasts an hour, that's because I was already looking ahead. This one, this spell lasts an hour. I don't know why it lasts so long. But <laughs> this is even better than Misty Step. This is the gaseous form. Uh you have to touch a willing creature. So you so can't mystery. just like poof uh, 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 unwilling. You can't just poof your <laughs> That would gas. be hilarious. Just be like That would be poof, hilarious. Poof. Yeah, you are now gas. <laughs> you are a fart on the wind.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, it says along with everything you're wearing and carrying, you're, you turn into just a gaseous cloud. You have a flying speed of only 10 feet, so you're, you're not like rushing away from any fight or anything. But you can enter and occupy the space of another creature. So this isn't... I should preface this. This is not a combat thing that I do. This is, like, something that I found so useful for just, like, anything in, like, the role-playing world. You can get through anything. You can go yeah. under doors. You can go through keyholes. You can...
1: <laughs> tiny crack in the window. You, yeah, you can tiny crack.
0: You could just get through anything. And it's
1: missed. Like, who is gonna... Be like oh, no one's gonna a be aware of it. looking cloud. <laughs> uh
0: so I've used this to get through doors that were otherwise impossible to even open, like you mentioned. Like sometimes mm-hmm. even knock won't get it open. Well, fine, I'm going through the keyhole. I'm there, <laughs> I'm in I'm now in the room. I'm in the stupid door. Tada. The stupid door. There you go. Shalala. So yeah, I love Gaseous Form. It can do amazing things that are not possible without this spell.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's kind of it for me for third level spells, actually.
0: Um, uh, I have one have more. One more? Okay. I have one more third level spell. This is the thunder
1: step. Yeah, we both yeah. love these movement based spells. Mo- yeah,
0: if you've noticed, yeah, that's 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 a good observation. If you notice, the word definitely
1: like mobility.
0: Uh, mobility <laughs> is important. <really>
1: <laughs> Turns out. When you're a spellcaster, those swords get real scary.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and this one's crazy powerful, really, as far as a mobility one goes. This is a damage spell, honestly. This thing, Mm -hmm. at third level, this does 3d10 thunder damage uh, for every creature within 10 feet of space that you left. So you can, like, technically... I mean, you can't cast two spells in a turn. We know that, right? So you can't misty mm-hmm. step into the midst of them and then thunder step out thunder of it. Step
1: out, yeah,
0: uh, Which would have been sick if you could do that. Because, yeah, just like, oh, there's mm-hmm. like everyone clustered. I'm going to misty step into them. I mean, you could sprint into them. They don't get reactions when you step into their sphere. They right. only get reactions when you get out. And they're not going to get a reaction here because you thunder stepped your
1: you yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, so, so you could be a level six conjuration wizard to get the benign transposition to action in. Ah. Multiclass into being a sorcerer, so you can use your <laughs> sorcery points to cast thunderstep as a bonus action. And since benign transposition isn't technically a spell, you can cast it to get out of there.
0: There you go. So there's how you have to do it, guys. And this <laughs> Just is
1: into a sorcerer for no reason. There you go. <laughs> just,
0: so you could you th- for no reason. Her thunderstep.
1: <laughs> thunderstep.
0: I love thunderstep. Yeah, you gave one of our characters, like, thunder boots, who basically yeah. has thunderstep on his, like, just in- kinda, on yeah on his boots, uh, which are just insane. Like, yeah, he, instead of uh, it, being damaged where uh, where they are at ten feet, like as soon as he steps, he actually almost acts as a lightning bolt where he has to pass through people, which is yeah. super sick. I want those boots myself. Can you uh, write that down and provide Get me? Some boots. Boots? Unfortunately,
1: <laughs> unfortunately, he paid somebody a lot of money to transfer the enchantments. Oh, he put them on horses. his horse. Yeah. Yes,
0: that's right. They're on his horse now, <laughs> yeah. so his horse can thunderstep through people. Yeah, it's oh my awesome. god, that's hilarious. Um, so yeah, I just i'd love this spell, it gets you away. Uh, it does a ton of damage. (laughs) It's like, I'm just surprised by how much damage they strapped on this. I was like, Whoa! And I saw 3d10, I was like, Wow, (laughs) really?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, for an AoE spell of like what's around you and you're getting away, that's some damage. And it goes up by 1d10 for every uh, Mm -hmm. you know, spell beyond it. So, yeah, yeah, you
1: can do some damage here for a movement spell. For, yeah, that's you, what I'm saying. It's yeah, kind of surprising like, to do like 20 like damage. Get away.
0: But yeah, if you're using this to get away, and you do get away, you get to move up to 90 feet away. <laughs> it's like, this is nuts.
1: Yeah, we there was uh, one time we were pulling off like a heist of a magic shop. And I was disguised as like an old man. And we had just kind of had this like small scuffle inside the shop. And outside of the person who escaped was... uh. Being questioned by a bunch of guards and I was like, mm. Oh, like and I walk over, I touch him, and I was I was gonna be I thunder step, but that was my only like way to move at that mm-hmm. point. So I was like, I might just kill like five to six guards <laughs> if, <laughs> if I leave this space, which could be really bad.
0: If I thunder step right now, <laughs> they might all die.
1: They might all die. I'm like, how I was like, how serious are we? <laughs> can, you, can you talk your way out of that?
0: <laughs> that's great. That's great. <laughs> I might kill a lot of people right now. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move up to fourth level then. We're ready for it.
1: Oh yeah. This move is where level. like third level, they have a lot of really solid spells, like fly, counter spell, fireball. Like these are the, the very bread and butter of of like wizards at least. Um, but man, fourth level, like, yeah, you really get to do some fun stuff. um, what do you got? one of my top spells this is probably my second favorite spell in d and d is polymorph
0: that's all that's the only one I had highlighted at fourth level for me. I mean, it's polymorph. this is just I've seen this thing just break d and d really I, the, the, so because it happens kind of earlier than you think. Yeah, of where this can literally like we stopped a whole fight one time where we just polymorph it. Okay, it's polymorph. Uh, okay, uh, drown it. Okay, it's dead.
1: Well, we're done it, here. It, that instance you didn't drown it, but you were like no, you were like we restrain we, it in various yeah, ways.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the super powerful thing that we fought later on in the campaign ended up like killing it for us as soon as we were just like, and it's now a frog. Yeah, and and it's like a the frog. Fight's
1: over. But yeah, that's basically. Yeah, so you can just like stop the
0: whole combat. I mean, it's it just, just a, like it's just an that. off
1: switch for combat if you're fighting yeah. against one thing. And this is why I always tell people it's like, oh, this is why legendary resistances exist. Exists, yeah, exists because of polymorph. Because, you know, I get it. Yeah. And another another fourth level spell, banishment, which mm-hmm. basically it's like okay for well, banishment's only for like a minute or so. I think, okay. um, but it's
0: just like a CC. It's just like they're gone now.
1: Yeah, they're just okay. They're gone for one minute. Polymorph <laughs> lasts for an hour.
0: <laughs> and it's just
1: okay oh you're fighting a big red dragon it's this cataclysmic creature of fire and death oh now it's a frog guess you win <laughs> <laughs> for an okay. hour um yeah and then like okay i'm gonna release concentration and then we all gonna gang up on it then i'm gonna cast polymorph again <laughs> after everyone's done it's just like it has a very like broken play style but it's so much fun to use because you can pine morph yourself into like usually like some sort of flying creature to transport you and your party. You can just do all sorts of crazy stuff.
0: I'll do I'll do I have one special mention. Yeah, I mean this is one of them for me. this the only other fourth level I'll mention, confusion.
1: Oh yeah, I love confusion.
0: <laughs> it's just a, so funny. This spell will assault and twist creatures' minds. Each creature within a ten foot radius. So pretty, pretty good area. Ten foot. That's that's like that's the minimum you'd want for something that you're expecting to tar- get more than one thing in. Right. That that's big enough that you should get two, two, three things stuck in this.
1: So before we uh, well. Yeah, say say what this spell does, and then I'll I'll talk about so it. So this
0: spell, uh, the affected target cannot take reactions. Uh, they must roll a 10 at the start of each of their turns, and that'll determine its behavior, which is just hilarious. So like it's yeah, just yeah. like <laughs> we are now going to roll d10s to determine what to they're going to do. You do. <laughs> uh, if they crit fail this ten, which is just a one in this case. Uh, they use all of its movement to move in a random direction, <laughs> and the direction is determined by a d8. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they don't take an action; they just like move in a random direction. Two to six, they don't move or take actions, so it stuns them if they roll two to six. I mean, yeah. that's crazy awesome. Seven or eight they can use the reaction to make a melee attack, but it's used against a randomly determined creature within its reach. So, theoretically, if you did this in a little cube against enemies, they're probably going to swing at each other, because they're yep. within reach, and they're just going to swing.
2: Gonna
0: uh, and then 9 or a 10, they do get to act and move normally. Uh, but th- at the end of their turn, they'll take a wisdom save. If they fail that, they're still confused. So on their next turn, they will still have to do crazy uh, this crazy roll. Mm-hmm
1: roulette yeah i love this spell so much uh, <laughs> a great spell. because a it's great just spell. like it can just mess people up too <laughs> because then they're just like roll like okay don't do anything roll don't do anything roll don't do anything and uh the there's like the weird thing where a 10 foot radius sphere is like you said just big enough for like two or three people but like yeah. I think this is like the only spell that has a ten foot radius in it.
0: Yeah, I can't think I th- of anything. I think there's, the, I think the
1: tiny a, hut. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's not a. Yeah,
0: I, <laughs> I thought like um, that's what I'm thinking of. Is like I think the tiny hut is tiny ten foot hut. radius.
1: Um, it's a tiny hut. Another weird rule quirk about this is two to six as a creature doesn't move or take actions, and also the other one doesn't take a bu- an action. Technically. Bonus actions are different than actions.
0: Oh, uh, la da uh, So
1: if you're a reasonable DM like myself, I will say like that. All right. Just don't. Yeah, no bonus actions included. Yeah, but just
0: don't do not do anything. If you you're playing rules teams. as written,
1: I I can definitely see an argument to be made about saying like, well, I can take a bonus action. For me, I think it would depend on what the bonus action is. I
0: mean, it also does preface it by saying it cannot take reactions, So, like, it stopped everything but a bonus action. So, it would be odd not to say it also stops those. I mean, right. It would make sense. If you can't do reactions and you can't do actions, you probably also can't do bonus. Like, why would bonus actions can't avoid move, that Can't move, either. Can't take actions. Yeah. It would be very would strange
1: be- to be like... Okay, I can't move it taking actions. I'm gonna use sorcery points to bonus action. But available. you can it's yeah, like, but you what? can Yeah, right, yeah.
0: <laughs> but you can inspire someone.
1: Why? You're like, it's like you No were you can't confused. do anything. <laughs> just, yeah. You're confused. Uh but yeah, just be uh just I don't know why I say be aware of that, but I can just see somebody be like, well, technically. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Also, just I want to, I would just want to point out what you said about the cantic reactions. This is huge for fighting at spell casters because that means they can't counter spell.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Fair. Yeah. So you can confuse them and then, yeah, you're free to cast. That's true. I'm sure that comes up. Um, any other fourth levels? I don't have any more.
1: Dimension Door is probably the best movement spell
0: okay, in the yeah, game that's because one. you get to yeah.
1: move uh, 500 like feet. 500 feet any direction, and you can take any direction. uh There's just like a whole bunch of – there's Arcane Eye, which people generally don't really use, and I, I see why um, because it's it's a purely information-gathering kind of thing. So you can just like essentially have a security camera that you can just move at 30 feet per round. Um, but if that, if that's one of those things that if you're in that kind of campaign, that could be just one of your best spells that you use. So you can just, oh, the again. only other one I
0: would like super niche, but blight we've seen it against plant. It like specifies plant creatures take max damage from this thing. And that's, that is nuts.
1: That is pretty 64 that damage.
0: Yeah. 64 damage <laughs> for, for your fourth level spell
1: uh yeah.
0: but good. but it's it's literally only for plant
1: creatures for plant creatures yeah so you'll know uh, if
0: that's gonna be useful
1: <laughs> for i guess the other big one is uh greater invisibility because yeah that means you can cast spells while maintaining your invisibility
0: now now that i've seen our wizard do that in a fight it seems pretty overpowered yeah it's pretty really good crazy. yeah
1: Yep, yeah, like, who can kill him? He's he's invisible. Why, how are we gonna... you gonna know what once fairy fire gets around the invisibility? Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Well, you have, but you still have to fairy fire him, which is tough to do when he's
1: invisible. <laughs> uh-huh. That's that's pretty hard to do yeah, because usually in my head it's like you, he has to indicate where he is. So if he casts fireball, yeah. the beam or the ball will come out of the place, and you'd be like, okay, it's around here. Whoops, hit my mic. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's around here, so I'm going to cast fairy fire and then
0: in that i mean in that scenario as a player you'd want to instead of on your turn casting your fairy fire you would want to hold your action like i am going to focus on where that fireball's coming from and hold my action to when i see it i will cast fairy fire in that vicinity that is and therefore
1: precisely what you yeah, want to do
0: that's how yeah. you're supposed to play it worlds by the way uh-huh. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, uh, it's something that people rarely do right hold actions is not Intuitive.
1: Yeah, it, it, it <laughs> it's extremely unintuitive because you're just like, I wanna like it's my turn. It's
0: my turn right now. Use my thing.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh there's a bunch of other like nice things like stone shape might be useful. There's I don't know. There's just a there's
0: nah, a moving wall. on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm already on now, fifth level. Wall of fire is pretty good. Find greater steed. Oh, wait, no. I want to talk about this one more spell. Uh, Giant insect. (laughs) You can transform up to ten centipedes, three spiders, five (laughs) wasps, or one scorpion within range into giant versions of themselves. Uh, So you could just, like, send some centipedes in underneath the door and then make them giant centipedes.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) What is their like combat? I mean, do they have any good stats, or they're just like?
1: I'm not. They're like all challenge rating, um, like one half to oh, a giant scorpion's a challenge rating three.
0: <laughs> Woo! So it's, get a bunch of them in your pack and send them out into the battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'm, be the scorpion god.
1: <laughs> yeah, I am the scorpion god. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. I just think that's such, that's such a random like weird thing that if you're in a normal campaign in a normal setting. This probably won't come up too much, but man, it would be feel so cool <laughs> to just be like, "Ah, uh, yes, I'm gonna, ha- I'm just gonna carry around three spiders just in case."
0: <laughs> yeah, and just like, haha, they're huge!" They're yeah, that's that's pretty sick. Uh, you can give them verbal commands. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So they, You'll yeah, so they are a little controls. controlled by you. So that's yeah. sweet. Well, I mean, moving on to fifth level, I would like to t- to tally off of that, or you know, pick me up off of that with my fifth level spell that I've called out, which is the animate objects. That was in mine as well. Very similar. So, so this, instead of insects specifically, it's any objects, which is just hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and yeah, as soon as I saw this, I actually like my mind started racing in like combat potential of this. Like, cause you can do up to 10 objects. Now when they start getting bigger, they take up more object space. So they say like a large object counts as four. So you get to up to 10. A large count as four. A huge counts as eight. Medium counts as two. Uh, and tiny's count as one. And you can only have up to 10. And then they all have different stats. Like a tiny has 20 HP, small is 25, medium 40, and so on. They all have ACs. Tiny has an AC of
1: 18. Which is pretty, pretty good. And you can yeah. have, what, 10 of them? <laughs>
0: You can have 10 of them. So if you have 10 and that's what I would like to stick on. So a tiny object it only has 20 HP, but it has an 18 AC and a plus 8 to hit. Now they only do 1d4 plus 4 damage. Uh, but if you have 10 of them,
1: yeah, that's not that, <laughs> that's not an insignificant amount of damage. No,
0: and those things could just be dancing around the room fighting things. Uh just throw those, some does forks it use an action.
1: People?
0: I'm guessing it uses an action for you to like use them uh, it's attack. a bonus
1: action. You can conventionally command any creature made with a spell if the creature's in 500 feet of you. So uh, you get a whole action. You decide when, what action it was going to take. Uh, I don't... Without reading it, I would say... At, I would treat it kind of like a summon creature. So roll their own initiative and say you can give them a command on their initiative and then they'll do it. But I don't know. Yeah, That's... it seems
0: like It seems like you get your whole act you're like you're still just a person like these things are kind you decide what they're going to do on their turns it sounds like they're summoned and they have their own turn so you get all your actions and these things are going to attack on their turn
1: yeah you don't i i don't see anything that says you have to spend your action to yeah
0: it's just like these things are going to be flying around and you choose what they do when it's their turn probably you would do it where like especially if you have 10 objects they're probably all going to act at once Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm not rolling.
0: There's initially. no way. Yeah, there's no way. All ten objects are gonna. Be, oh well, object number seven is doing some work. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm just having like that's the worst part about being a DS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have to keep track of like I have fifth like thirty goblins. <laughs> they all have their own individual lives. Be <laughs> just like ah, this guy dies. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, I, I only did six damage to this one and ten damage to the other one. It's like yep, whatever. <laughs>
0: I mean, just looking at this, I'm like, this would be a lot of fun to be the animate object guy and just like, yeah, carry around those 10 beads, chuck them on the ground, animate them, and then game on. Like, (laughs) the fight has begun, right? Like, that'll be a lot of fun.
1: And uh, just a pro tip if you're fighting against a wizard or any other mage, definitely go with the 10 tiny things because concentration checks are a huge thing when fighting against wizard managing uh what they have concentration on like things like polymorph right. and management like we talked about so
0: each hit matters in other words
1: yep so each hit the minimum is a 10 uh and they'll probably make any individual one but if you hit them six times and if they, they have to roll if they miss one of them then they drop concentration on their spell and it's often way better than doing the one that deals it's often way better than uh, the one, the creature that deals like seventeen damage, because it'll still end up being ten because it's either ten or half the damage. So you have to yep. deal at least twenty-two damage in order for it to be an eleven instead of a ten. So oftentimes, it's just like as long as you get hits in, this is why magic missile is a really good spell.
0: Yeah, right. It's because it always hits. Yeah, and and, mm-hmm.
1: forces and it's them each to... individual instance of damage they have to roll concentration checks on.
0: That's all I got at level five. I mean, the, the rest, you know, these are powerful spells, but you know, nothing that I haven't. Like I'm not wowed by. I'm not like, well, That's the coolest thing I've ever seen.
1: Uh, yeah. So I have I have a couple more. I have um scrying. I think there, there's okay. a lot of like really good.
0: That's a DM about. specific one, right? Yeah. yeah that's, that's like you, that does nothing in and of itself.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no. Scrying says comment.
0: your DM tells you what's up.
1: <laughs> yeah, and sometimes, and another one, legend lore, basically you have an object and say like, what? Tell me every. Give me your notebook on this. To see <laughs> all your DM notes on this particular object. Which, as a DM, you kind of like. If it's kind of caught offhand, then it's then it's pretty stressful. But like a lot of times you want your players to find everything out. And this is just a spell. Is like, oh, no roll. Okay, here you go. Um, Cone of Cold is like the next version of Fireball, where once you get into ah, normal yeah. spells, Cone of Cold is like the damage-dealing one. Yep, um, yep. It's for the damage. One, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's there's a bunch of there's just a bunch of cool stuff. Um, yeah, but nothing shell. too different
0: from what like it's just a po- more powerful version of stuff we've seen already, right? There's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Really th- yeah for for it's the most different.
1: part, um, anti-life shell is pretty cool. Basically, it's like a, it's it's kind of like I mean, it's a shell self uh, ten foot like your tiny hut. Except no one can move through it, and it moves with you. So, like, if you cast anti-life shell, the uh, the horde of angry uh, bandits can't can't come to you. And, and I, w- you I will use.
0: call out uh, Gaea's. Do you know this
1: one? Gaea's, yeah, that was also pretty nice. <laughs> it's His like charm. A super charm. <laughs>
0: Charge something for 30 days, yeah, which is just hilarious. Which is, (laughs) and anytime they act against the will that you've described, they take five d10, (laughs) yeah.
1: And that some of these spells, so Dream is another one, and Deus are another one, as another great spell for DMs, because it's like, oh, well this person was acting under the Gaia spell and it's like great for story purposes. Yeah. You could be like, you betrayed me. But it's like, I had to.
0: It does mention if it's cast at 7th or 8th level, the duration's a year.
1: <laughs> You're yeah. <We're> just like <laughs> charred for a whole year. But it's pretty
0: great. That would be hilarious in our campaign. Like if we did that at... Like first day. We've gone a year in the campaign I mean, not technically. In-game time hasn't been a year, it's, but yeah, it's been
1: like three weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah, real lifetime. It's been a full year, so it's like, okay, Gaius is lifted now. All right. Hey. Nice, <laughs>
1: um oh, uh, another great spell, negative energy flood. This this is a pretty unique one. So it's like a damage dealing spell. So it's constitution save or take five D twelve. Or, uh, and then half of it on save one. But if you target an undead, it heals them instead. Mm. Sweet. I haven't really thought of too many situations other than yeah, me that's... as a DM, as an enemy, to being like, right, I'm going to heal, heal somebody, undead somebody or damage you. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's interesting. Um, mislead is another fun one. Um. so you cast a spell it's an action and it lasts an hour and you become invisible at the same time an illusory double appears where you're standing the double lasts for the duration but the invisibility ends if you attack or cast a spell you can use your action to move your double up to twice your speed but you can make it gesture and speak as if you're there so I just think it's mm-hmm. kind of fun just to be like all right, I'm just going to get out of here. But my double is <laughs> going to say, say and act exactly like I am. But I'm just going to uh, become invisible and walk away. That's <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of other spells, but that's all the ones that I kind of want to talk about. All
0: right, we can move to up to the sixth level then. All right, we're getting... This is the very edge of what I'd still call the mid-levels. So you've heard some of the power stuff we're doing already, so you know what's up. But mm-hmm. this is the, the last of... Uh, The mid-level tier that I'd say. Uh, I only got one here that I'm just like, I mean, there's some really cool stuff here, but I just got one that I want to be like, cool. Hit me with it. Alright, it's Wind Walk. And again, these are all druid spells, man. I, I think I you're just gotta saying, I think, be a druid. I think you need to be a druid next time. I think I gotta be a druid. Uh, you and up to ten willing creatures... Uh, so this is, ties in with Gashless Form. This is a super gas Form. Yeah. You and up to ten willing creatures you see within range. Though the range is, says 30 feet, so I guess you have to see them. They'd still be kind of close. Yeah, a
1: lot, a lot of spells, they have random things. Some of them are just saying range, other ones you have to see them. It's like So if you're blinded, you can't cast it, I guess. But
0: but this one's sick. I mean, the casting time does take a minute, so it can't be cast super fast. You can't do it in combat. In combat right. uh, though, when you do it, you're instead of the gaseous form of having 10 flying speed, you have a flying speed of 300 feet. So you are, like, insanely you are fast. <laughs> yeah, you are, you are literally just as fast as heck. You have resistance to damage from non-magical weapons, but the only actions you can take are dash... Or revert to your normal form. So dash, that means your your movement is three hundred. Dash, that means you dash at six hundred feet. <laughs> you're just like the speed of light in this
1: game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, six hundred. It's a hundred feet per second.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. Uh, and this lasts up to eight hours. So to me, I'm just like, oh. I- we all have super flying now. Like, where do you guys want to go? We're there. <laughs> we don't need to teleport. We can fly we there in, like, seconds. There. That is insane! Yeah. I, this is so cool. I could find some good uses for this. I mean, yeah. Like, we need to escape this tunnel. There's a ton of stuff in our way. It's like, give me one minute. <laughs>
1: give me, just buy me one minute,
0: boys. <laughs> <laughs> And we are gonna disappear so fast out of here. <laughs> um,
1: well, now... We are going to the uh, the spell I was mentioning earlier, the dance spell. Okay, yeah. Otto's irresistible dance. <laughs> yes. Choose <laughs> one creature you can see within range. The target uh begins a comic dance in place. <laughs> <laughs> and uh duration, creatures that can't be charmed amuse a spell. So a dancing creature must use all of its movement to dance without <laughs> leaving its space and has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws oh and my attack rolls. While a target is affected uh, by the spell, other creatures have advantage on at attack rolls, uh, and as an action, they can make a Wisdom save uh, to regain control of themselves. But
0: <laughs> so, what's kind of fascinating about this is that, like, where's uh, what level do you get Tasha's hideous laughter at?
1: Uh, I think that's, like a first level spell or something,
0: <laughs> and it does the same thing. <laughs> it's <laughs> a first, yeah. Tasha's hideous laughter is a first level spell. And, it, like, it does the same, like, it, like they fall on the ground laughing. But the same effect, like, it's, it just stops someone from doing it. And you mm-hmm. don't get the dancing version of the laughter until 6th
1: level. Dancing <laughs> is obviously the most powerful form of it.
0: Yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly dancing is 5 levels stronger than laughing.
1: That's one minute of irresistible dance <laughs> feet gotta move brett they gotta move the
0: music just takes me
1: <laughs> i love that it's. there's no save for the first part of the effect
0: <laughs> right. he so, starts dancing regardless
1: you are gonna dance for at least six <laughs> seconds that's that's
0: five <laughs> levels stronger for some to do that mm-hmm there you go
1: <laughs> it's like they have all, they they just have their move. they use their whole movement to dance to dance. that's hilarious that is yeah, so that's, good that's, that's, that's hilarious too. i love it but again I, it's I would, like it's six levels like come on
0: i just remember the one time that this made me uh remind me of one of our things we did in the campaign early on in the first dungeon ever we were in a room and i found a piano in the room and i just started playing it and then, like, ghosts appeared in the room, and they started dancing to the music I played. And I, that was just a, such a cool moment. It was, like, one of the first cool D&D moments that I've had in our campaign, where I was like, wow, the music's yeah. doing stuff to <laughs> so the campaign. Look, they're dancing. Look, guys. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. I, nothing came of that. It was just an awesome moment. No, that, that, <laughs>
1: the, in, that, in that room, that was one of the few rooms where I was, yeah, that was like, oh, it's just pretty harmless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah.
0: But, but we had uh, dancing ghosts, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I got nothing at seventh and eighth, man. I just went well, straight no, I, to the well, ninth. I, I have some more six. What do you got six? What do you right. got at six?
1: Uh, this is another like the next. We just had uh, Clone of Cold, but this <laughs> is the now, spell. Now we've got
0: another level up.
1: This is the spell where, where everyone the first time they hear it, they go like, "Wait, how much? Damn it! Yeah, right." Um, it's disintegrate.
2: Oh boy!
1: So it's a. Uh, green ray they uh blah, blah blah creature targeted by a spell makes a deck save on a failed save they take 10 d6 plus 40 force damage
0: <laughs> just an auto 40 in there casual yep.
1: and if the damage uh reduce the target to zero they disintegrate. It's
0: disintegrate so they don't even get to like get knocked down and save
1: nope they're just their bodies you
0: die to this which you might die to this because it does a minimum of 40 damage. Yep,
1: a, a minimum of 50, because it's 10d6 10 10 plus
0: 10d6, oh my god. See that,
1: yeah, it's like, okay, you take 10d6 plus 40, they're like, plus 14? No. No, 40. No, 40. Uh, and then if you cast a higher, it's 3d6 per spell level.
0: Oh, so this is like just the single strongest single target spell in the game, I guess.
1: For damage, yeah.
0: For a single target, right? Yeah, Stone to cold and fireball with both AOE spells. They can, hit right? Yeah, so they can hit multiple a bunch of people.
1: Targets. But this is just like, fuck you in particular. I'm gonna melt this thing. This guy is. This fucked. thing's
0: gonna die. Yeah, that's strong. That's really powerful.
1: <laughs> yeah, and this is yeah, this is one of those spells that's like, man, they gotta fail, because, or they gotta <laughs> fail because if they succeed, it's zero. It's zero damage. Um, but yeah, but if it hits, you're just like, oh, this guy, no matter how strong anything is, a disintegrate mm. is going to mess it up. Um, and now we've come to my Max favorite level. spell.
0: Oh, this is sixth
1: level. Sixth level. My favorite spell. Level. Okay, what do you got? Um, It doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's my favorite one. <laughs> Good called, start. Good start. It's, it's called contingency. <laughs> So you choose a a spell of fifth level or lower that you can cast, has a casting time of one action, and that that can uh, target you. You cast a spell uh, at the same time as casting contingency, uh, spending the same spell slots for both. Um, But you can choose when the spell comes into effect based on a certain circumstance and this lasts for 10 days and you describe the circumstances. It says for example That's you think awesome. with a contingency you can cast water breathing and you stipulate that uh water breathing comes to effect when you are engulfed in in liquid. Cool. Um and the contingent spell takes effect immediately after the circumstances met for the first time uh it, can only affect you.
0: I like how it says whether or not you want it to. Yeah. Whether or not you want
1: it to. I, I love that because it's like, if the player, this is, this is one time as a DM, you could be like, okay, you, so you're casting contingency with that. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. And then you're going to like, as a DM, make it happen somehow. Yeah. I'll just be like, Ooh, oh,
1: when like, I sit yeah. in a red chair, this happens. I'm like, Oh, you take a seat. Like, Oh, but it's dusty. Yeah. <laughs> what color is the chair? Um, yeah, there's the, there's very few circumstances where I can imagine wasting a six level spell slot to cast a fifth level or lower later matters because a lot of times as a DM. Yeah. This seems, I
0: love the effect, but yeah, it seems very hard to
1: use. It's very hard to use because it's like I cast a spell. So technically if there's a somatic component, there's a big action that everybody who knows anything about magic knows like that person's casting a spell and they might even be able to tell what you're casting. But a lot of times in the role playing aspect, they're like, can I sneakily cast the spell when like, technically you can't really do that. Um, but one time I, I got to, the only time this really mattered was we were trying to frame somebody. So I cast contingency on feign death. So Uh, I was just going to
0: say the most thing I could, I could like think about is like contingency for a healing spell. When you go down, it automatically heals you, right?
1: Right, yeah. Like, that
0: in my mind is the first thing that I'm like, that would be super useful. Exactly. Like, I can instantly, like, my contingency is if I drop to zero, I cast Secure Wounds on me. That can target me, and yeah, I'll go down and instantly pop back up.
1: And instantly pop back up, yeah. So there's, like, I, I, this is the kind of spell that I feel like is only limited by Creativity, but mm-hmm. and there's a lot of really good six level spells out there, and it feels like
0: yeah, it's tough to grab this one
1: over or something yeah, that, like something disintegrate. like disintegrate,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something yeah. that could annihilate an opponent.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, sure. but man, it just it just the the word content like oh, I have a contingency. It's a contingency. For this. Yeah, it's it just is so cool, and I love it. It like you have the spell readied as like a reaction, but. There's no like magical effect on you, so you can like take your spell through like an anti magic field or something that would normally like oh I want to cast invisibility on myself, but there's an anti magic field preventing me from doing that. Now is the contingency a magic effect that would be nullified by the anti magic field? Who knows? Like that's kind of up to your DM. Um, but it doesn't say it's it just delays the casting cost, right? Um, right. But uh but yeah, there's there's those kinds of situations like we've said before where like, oh, this would have been cool if I had contingency, but sometimes you just wanna kill that giant red dragon. is <laughs> not gonna help you do that.
0: Well right. do you have any at seventh or eighth level before we move on to the absolute max of nine? Because all of mine I when max level again we've mentioned I haven't cast any of these. Uh, so I don't know much about the seventh. I look through them and like you know they all they're great right These spells are nuts yeah all, so all, all I these just spells had are to amazing choose, yeah, you like of course, everything's gonna be disgustingly nuts. So I just had to like pick out the ones that I'm like awesome <laughs> like yeah. that is that's it. That's awesome.
1: Do you have any like seventh level ones that come to mind? No,
0: I did that's what I mean that's I, I just picked like my three favorites.
1: I have um reverse gravity. I love that one. Okay, where's that at? 7th or 8th? 7th. All right. So you spell reverses Sounds gravity. Awesome so far. Hmm?
0: Sounds great so far. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing it reverses gravity, but who knows?
1: Uh, actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it makes gravity stronger? It's <laughs> great. Uh, it reverses gravity. Oh, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, a it's the, it's the, uh, second and third, uh, or third I, and fourth. I third. love
0: it's, yeah, its range, though. Yeah, it's nuts.
1: Yeah, hundred feet, and it's in a fifty-foot radius, hundred feet high cylinder centered at point of <laughs> range, and it reverses gravity on those. Yeah, points.
0: everything starts floating.
1: Everything starts or floating, falling
0: upwards. Fall, okay. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> it, it says in the spell they do get to make a save, like to grab onto something. Um, okay, like if as but if there's starts. something around them. Um, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. If they're just on the ground, like
1: yeah. But what it kind of doesn't say is that okay. Let's say. There's a the roof of the cavern is 80 feet high, so yeah. I cast reverse gravity. Guess what? They're falling 80 feet, which is yeah. 86 I was say. It doesn't damage. have a
0: speed. It doesn't have a slow speed. it's, a, it's, nope. a, it's like it just goes.
1: They're just falling. 80, yeah, like 80 feet. They hit the falling ceiling. Takes 86 damage. I'm going to drop. Uh, it doesn't say concentration on it.
0: It is yeah. It's it's a concentration. It spell. is a
1: concentration spell. Yes. reverse
0: right.
1: gravity's concentration. My card uh, it didn't indicate that. Um Oh, it does, yeah. Um, but then you can drop concentration on it. Then they fall another eighty and they feet. Fall.
0: Wow! But <laughs> so it's yeah.
1: sixteen d six damage, like with an eighty foot high. Right. Damage.
0: So if they don't, if they don't hit something on the way up, they'll just kind of be suspended. They'll be suspended hundred
1: for a hundred feet up, hundred feet up, yeah,
0: hundred feet up. Oh. oh, and they'll be suspended I like and so they can't really do much while they're up there. So it yep. CCs them up there while they're doing that, and yep. then when they fall,
1: ten d six damage.
0: Balls. Wow. Okay, pretty good. Yeah, And and I like that even more, yeah, if they hit the top and hit the bottom. Yeah, just like, <laughs> yeah. Wham, wham. wham, wham. That's wham. fun. Yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't do as much in a hallway of, like, ten foot. It's, no, like, it wouldn't, 60 yeah. 60
1: <laughs> but but, it, but it, you it, can it, pin
0: them to the ceiling, which is hilarious. Exactly, yeah. I mean, they're just standing on <laughs> the ceiling, but like, all right. What am I going to do? So that, that is hilarious. I, I like that spell. I'm with you on that.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's a very, like... This, as we kind of talked about, like some of the spells are just like super versions of other ones. There's really no spell like this. back Yeah, nothing flips like gravity kind of like
0: entirely. Yeah, absolutely. It's great.
1: Um, eighth level. <laughs> there is a spell called Glibness, which is kind of funny, but it's another one of those that's like, "Are you very great. glib? Are you very glib?" Yeah. Basically, whenever you make a charisma check, you can replace the number with a fifteen. Oh. Um, also, like if you, uh, any magic that would determine if you're telling the truth indicates you are being truthful.
0: Ah, okay. So you're unaffected by like zone, zone of, truth of truth or, or, yeah, or something like
1: that. Um, this is one of those where like if your campaign or even is. I would use the
0: thoughts probably, right? Think yeah.
1: Like, I, 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 w- I would allow that. Yeah. Um, I would I would say this is one of those spells that's like if you need to navigate a social encounter because that's where your campaign going, that's great. But yeah, it's eight level. Um, yeah, and
0: otherwise, rolls can do this job. Just don't roll bad, guys. Yeah, just, it's easy. D and D's easy. Don't roll bad.
1: Right. Go. Yeah. Like if, if you're a bard who has like a plus, I don't know, like eleven or twelve. Oh, who, like, who would
0: have that though? Like, what bard are you talking about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I also really love feeble mind. Ooh, that's a strong one. Basically, the one. Uh, so um, the target takes forty-six psychic damage, and that's it.
0: No, and that's sorry. all the uh, It's all it level. does
1: and must make an intelligence saving throw if they fail then their intelligent charisma becomes one so that means they can't cast spells or use magic items or understand language or communicate
0: <laughs> it's like super confusion right <laughs> like... it's
1: basically super confusion yeah yeah <laughs> but uh again like high level mages then that just destroys them like it's just enemies that can't cast any spells uh, and I love how it, like it lasts thirty days. On them. Yep. Yeah, and it's there for thirty days. <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, it's, pretty,
0: it's pretty long.
1: But yeah, the rest of them, they're they're all like various. I do tons of damage. Yeah, stuff. So. Giant,
0: giant. Like that's when you start getting like the earthquakes and the like, like natural disasters start becoming a thing at eighth level. Yeah, uh, they're all there. Dragons are illusionary, you know. Like you can summon mm-hmm. a giant dragon. But...
1: Exactly. There are. Then we're on to the max level. Oh, also, um, you get clone in eighth level, which I hate. I don't like, oh, I don't okay. Like that spell.
0: That's kind of like a seventh level. You get simulacrum. You know, mm-hmm. you can like build a robot. So just like exactly <laughs> stuff like that yeah, yeah clones are annoying right it's like,
1: it's yeah annoying and i hate back. that it's like oh any powerful wizard like it's it's one of those things like wouldn't they just <laughs> always have like 18 clones like <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah so it's
1: one of those just things keep keep just cloning, like, yeah. keep cloning. all right yeah ninth level
0: ninth level holy you crap made it. you made it now you can do whatever you let's just talk about the one that's just that is just like
1: Ninth level D&D. Wish. Wish, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that literally is... Just ask the DM,
0: And he That's gives it. it to you. That's it. Wish, guys. What's it, it do? It does whatever.
1: It, yeah. <laughs> literally. Is exactly literally. What you you what it sounds like. <laughs> it is the only spell... That has a condition, say like you might not be able to cast this again because it's so powerful.
0: <laughs> and I wouldn't blame them. Yeah, to be like this, is, this is a one-time
1: use. And usually, I don't like doing this in campaigns, but I, as a DM, like I'm like, please don't pick wish <laughs> because yeah, well it, it or I so, like, so,
0: yeah, so, use wish and like yeah, give them a scroll of wish.
1: Right? Yeah, it can yeah, be yeah, made like, kind so, more like yeah. reward for uh fulfilling a pact with like a, a yeah like you a defeated god. a really
0: strong boss here's like a wishing scroll so yeah you get one wish
1: exactly but being able to do wish like once a day i just no it, can't, it, it shouldn't be once a so day it should,
0: yeah it shouldn't be once a day no way no no <laughs> no yeah. Yeah. can't be a once a day thing but yeah has to be wish it's just like what the heck
1: um so now this is the next level of damage dealing spells
0: Yeah. So now, well, this is just the top, right? This is the top. This is is just the top.
1: Meteor swarm. Meteor swarm. (laughs) And it's it's exactly what it sounds like. So blazing (laughs) orbs of fire plummet to the ground at four different points. Oh, it says a range of a mile, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one mile.
0: We're working in miles now. Indeed. Exactly. Uh
1: each creature in a forty foot radius sphere, uh centered on a point, so that is you have four forty foot spheres. They can't overlap each other though. Uh, makes make must make a dexterity saving throw. Uh the sphere spreads around corners and the creature takes twenty D six fire damage and twenty d six bludgeoning damage. <laughs> Or half, <laughs> if you say. Um, yeah, holy crap. <laughs> That's 40 d6 damage.
0: I mean, if you're throwing in damage ones, though, you got to throw in power word kill then.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, that that is the, this is the, it's not even damage. You're just like, are you close to being dead? Well, now you are.
0: <laughs> you're dead. Well, but it goes up to 100.
1: 100 hit points.
0: So I mean you don't necessarily know that unless I guess there's probably spells that do identify health pools, right? There should be. Uh,
1: exists. E- I don't think so, but there are like workarounds to that, like maybe a creature with sufficient enough intelligence would be be would be able to be like I'm going to make an insight check to see if this person might be within power world kill range.
0: Range. Yeah. Uh, And then it just instantly kills them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It just says dies instantly. Instant kill. That is the word. That that um... one we have to
0: mention. And also, a lot of these that we've mentioned today, we are going to be bringing up again when Magic's Forgotten Realms drops. Mm Power Word Kill is one of them. Tasha's Hideous Laughter, another one of them.
1: Meteor Swarm, I think, is one of them.
0: Uh, Meteor Swarm is probably one of them. Absolutely. Yep. So a lot of these spells are coming out. I think Mass Polymorph is already in.
1: No, I true. think that is our oh. other one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, time, I love this other one. in Vulnerability. It just says you are immune to all damage until. It's done. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it lasts ten minutes. Yeah, I just like the idea of walking into an ancient red dragon's lair and just be like, yes. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: yeah, that's insane. <laughs> like, all right, that's well. Insane. And then um, the only other one I have to mention is time stop.
1: Time stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, <Nice>. you get. <laughs> Time passes for no other creatures but you. You take 1d4 plus 1 extra turns in a row. <laughs> yeah. Just like you get all the turns.
1: You, yeah. These ninth level spells. This is like you are fighting gods. <laughs> and you need these because they're going to do these things to you.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, just. Yeah. Again, I think what? Can you only ever have one ninth level spell?
1: Uh, you might be able to have. No, no, no. These ninth level spells, they come up at level 17
0: so you can have to 3 something slots. like that i could be wrong yeah, Hold I don't know how many slots you even get. We should check into I'm gonna that. I'm going to check. I, it, would, it wouldn't make sense to have, like, three. I mean, three wishes in a day. I mean, I'm guessing... Oh, no, uh, you only one get
1: two. one ninth level spell slot.
0: Oh, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah. You, can, you, can, you can learn multiple You can multiple learn three. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can learn three, but you, you will only cast once of the one of these a deck. Yeah, at level that 17,
1: you get your first ninth level spell slot. So you can have, like, a bunch. Right, and
0: then you learn one at 17, you learn one at 18, learn one at 19, but you only ever have one yeah, slot. Yeah, depending on the class. Yeah, um, but you yeah,
1: you yeah, only that's have figure. one. They have one slot. So, <laughs> well, this, yeah, this up here is kind of one of the reasons why they have this one turn, one spell thing a turn. Because like when you're level seventeen, if you're playing level twenty, then otherwise like wizards would just take two levels of fighter and then be able to cast like meteor swarm and then level eight spell in one turn. he <laughs> would be like, alright, everyone's gonna oh, die. Okay. It's fine. I, win. <laughs>
0: I just used all my high-level spells. You're all now dead. You are dead now. Moving on. <laughs> alright, that was our favorite spells, man! Yeah! That was, a lot. that was a lot of spells. I don't know how many we talked about, but that was a lot of spells. I think three. We talked about three spells. I think three. That's all I count. Yep. <laughs> uh, what are we gonna be talking about next time when we get back to magic.
1: Yep, so this is, this is kind of a, like, hot Topic in magic. We're gonna be talking about secret ah, layers. It burned me. It burned me. Oh so hot. So <laughs> hot. Yeah. Scalding. Watch cover your ears. It's but you so weren't hot. supposed
0: to tell anyone, Eric. You said secret layers. Shh
1: only right. our listeners get to know.
0: Nobody knows about these. Nobody they're secret.
1: These. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: they kind of were when they started, right? We'll go into the history. Yeah, of we'll go into
1: the history of kind of where they're I,
0: going. I completely missed the first one. Yeah, altogether.
1: people didn't know like what was going on. I it had, I had no
0: idea what they were. I, I just completely. Missed me entirely. I somehow their marketing wasn't good enough back then that I even I didn't know about.
1: Them. Yeah, Wizards marketing team is not great. <laughs>
0: it's interesting, right? Yeah, you have to hear about anything that happens in Magic World in the Grapevine, which does happen. It does get there eventually, right? Takes a while to reach us through through just Grapevine, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh and then what about when we get back to DD or Magic Double feature? <laughs> uh, so
1: we if we're doing a DD podcast, it'll be our character creation series, Rogue Edition, um, if you can find it. Um... <laughs> yes.
2: <Yeah,
0: laughs> sh- t- this sh- is all secret. It's all secret <laughs> stuff. <laughs>
1: uh, or um there is a very special Magic uh, D&D crossover set coming out. And if the spoilers are done by the time we record the next session, then that's going to be the next episode.
0: We we don't care about Magic and D&D. Those are not two topics that we discuss
1: yeah, in I, tandem. They cancel each other out for us. If they're together, <laughs> then we hate it.
0: This is our quintessential. I like wish we were an established podcast by now, because this would be... Like, we would probably end up getting an actual... Like, this would be the set they gave us a, a spoiler
1: for. It, right, you know? exactly. Because yeah. this was like, oh, this is their... This is their thing.
0: but of course, we just started this podcast this year. Right. Uh, we are not popular. But you can, You out there can make us popular. By reaching out to us and spreading word and giving us a review uh, on Apple Podcasts and any other podcasting site, uh, leave us a review. I know it actually does help the algorithms. We need some more listeners. We're reaching out. We're spreading our wings. We'll eventually maybe get on the YouTubes. We're figuring figuring that out. out. Right now, I only have the capabilities. I, I don't have a lot of time in my life. And... The time I have is spent podcasting and then editing our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so don't have the time to get on that. But we might have a secret co-host who might have the ins on the YouTubes mm-hmm. to, get, to get that up and running soon. But where can they reach out secret. to us for now?
1: For now, uh, you can re- email us at Gmail. Uh, and our account is dragonpartypodcast at gmail.com or Twitter at dragonpartypod. The tweet Birds.
0: Dude, have you been tweeting anything? Tweet, tweet now. Tweet, tweet.
1: Just tweet uh, something out for this new set coming. I out. should I tweet out something just, out. Just, yeah, just do a little. It sounds bit. like something I should
0: <laughs> do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not a twitters. I'm not a good twitters. So I'm I'm not good at the tweet birds. But that's all we got for today. Let's uh, let's go get back to partying. Now we got our fate. We're equipped with our favorite spells. We got all our spells. Let's go Try get. Again. Let's use them at the party. Let's let's use that dancing one at the party.
1: It's irresistible. You (laughs) you literally cannot resist it.
0: I'm dancing right now. I can't stop dancing, and I don't know why. Why would you even want to? I don't know. You cast a six-level spell on me. That was very rude. rude. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm dancing. (laughs) Let's get back to partying. And all you listeners out there, party on. Party on.